Do I know how to be a good wedding guest? Yes, I do. A little too well, that's the problem. My name is Elroy Potashnik, and from 2006 to 2009, I was addicted to encouraging white people. All right. Now, there's a man who knows his meatballs. It started as simple survival. The tech industry in the 90s, this face, this voice, they're either going to help you or hold you back. So you tap the gas because, well, why tap the brake? Oh, you know. You know what you're doing. I mean, please. This man knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> I learned the cheat code. White people like encouragement. It really doesn't matter what for. Now that's a container for liquid. I never felt like a sellout. I never laughed at anything unfunny, never said anything untrue. The thing is, and this will sound racist, white people are very discouraged. And very discouraging to each other. Sweetie, you're getting meatball juice everywhere but your plate. I think I'm doing better than you are with your asparagus. Oh, now that's the way to handle a meatball. <laughs> and look at you. Work in that asparagus. <laughs> so the day you start telling them, hey, just do what you're doing. I love you. I love you. You feel like a superhero. But what's the danger? Why'd I stop? Well, same as anything else that makes you feel good. If you don't put a lid on it. Oh, look at these pants. Oh, oh, oh. He should keep on wearing, keep on wearing his I haven't seen you since the play. I do not trust a tequila that has an actor's name on it. I don't. I don't. That is just about the best advice anybody can give you. Yeah, I know no, that that's... is how Kluntang made his billions. You know, obviously, besides being, you know, a phenomenally successful actor. Um, but honestly, Who? he made more money. George Clooney. Kluntang. Um, Clunt... Yeah, Kluntang. He made more money selling a tequila company than he ever did as an actor. You know, that's just one of the fucked up things. And then, you know, obviously there had been celebrity alcohols before that. You, of course, had uh, Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka. Uh, you had the Francis Ford Coppola Winery and the spinoff Sophia uh -huh. Coppola Sparkling Rosé. But then after Kluntang sold his uh, tequila company and became a full-time trophy husband, everyone started doing it. Right? So now I have to suffer through a bunch of YouTube ads for Ryan Reynolds trying to sell me gin. And like gin? The, Rock, the Rock really wants me to drink his tequila, and I won't do it. <laughs> I look Dwayne, every time Dwayne and I hang out, I say, buddy, I'm not doing it. Dwayne makes me feel uncomfortable. Honestly. Just as like a full-time human being. I'm starting to, I'm starting to get a bad vibe. <laughs> I'm starting to get a really not cute vibe. <laughs> starting, no offense to Dwayne, who is listening to this, but... <laughs> Are you not even recording though? I just started, but not on Skype. Oh, you um, oh, I scored. Oh. I recorded all the stuff as soon as I we started talking about celebrity tequilas. I said, "Well, this is this is a gold rush. I can't. I simply can't let this uh, opportunity pass up." But Dwayne the Rock Johnson, interesting career arc. Great. Now we're talking about this. 
You know, he start he 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 debuts in WWE, and he's terrible, mm-hmm. and no one likes him. Then he goes back back to the drawing board. He's comes just back. Hot. He's just yeah, so he's hot. he's Rocky Mayabia. He dresses like a pineapple. He has a big pineapple haircut. It's no good. And you know, he's so bad. Crowds start chanting die Rocky die. So that's fun. Uh he 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 does that. Does not go well. He quits. Not quits. He's like, "Okay, retiring this character. We're going to we're going to try again. <laughs> we're going to we're going to we're going to try this one more time." <laughs> Comes out with The Rock uh, uh, you know, the celebrity character, the character who is both Hollywood and somehow, you know, like the arbiter of the people. But anyway, he comes out as the most charismatic uh, star in the history of wrestling and uh, becomes one of the biggest people to ever do it in a universally beloved mm-hmm. character. Slowly transitions that into a movie career. For a while, it do not go. You know, anyone remember Walking Tall? Anyone remember Be Cool? But he would have what the about odd Tooth hit. Fairy. Yeah, Tooth Fairy, which is of course later. But you know, he'd have the odd hit. He had the rundown. You ever see the rundown with uh, him and Sean <laughs> William Scott? Fun little movie. Um, it's in an early precursor of the Fast franchise. At one moment, he like jumps from one partially constructed building to another, punching through a cement pillar on his way across. Um, so again, just like a prophecy was foretold of what Lucas Hobbs would one day be capable of. And so he does that, you know, he does, um, the Scorpion King, of course, we all remember Mm -hmm. his mummy spinoff franchise, but anyway, then it becomes the biggest and most beloved like movie star in the entire world. He becomes one of the few people who can open a movie based solely on himself. Premise is immaterial, supporting cast director immaterial, He's the rock and he opens a movie. I feel like that's changed. I feel like mm-hmm. we're all now getting a Tom Cruise circa 2005 weird vibe from this guy. I think we are <laughs> we are days away from him announcing a cult. And he won't call it a cult. He'll call it like the Rock Success Institute or something. But then <laughs> but but it will slowly become a cult. I just can't believe that he No, it's not my place. I just... I want to hear I whatever find... this is. I want to no. hear whatever this is. No. Sounds juicy. It is, but no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> what if recording. I promise to delete it? I'll tell you later. I, I okay, This is a fully okay. formed thought of mine that I can talk about. This is not... <laughs> no, I don't really... No. Okay. Be that way. <laughs> but I think he's amazing, and he also scares the shit out of me. <laughs> You're, you want to restart? You want a fresh start? You don't want to get this yeah. rock slander on the pod? Fine. No. You're eating, you're eating a tamale. What kind of slander? The Rock. The rock Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Johnson. I you think were Jace... slandering Dwight. Oops. Dwayne. No. Yeah, Dwight Johnson. Uh, Dwight Howard from the, from and the fucking... Another, yet another reason we need to cut. And a reason to cut? Fine. <laughs> uh, fine. Fine. Whatever. I How technically I was slandering with? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Jace refused to slander Dwayne the Rock Johnson and I called <laughs> them a coward. I called them <laughs> <laughs> No, I said I'm not gonna I have thoughts that I don't fully feel like are my place to put on any sort of platform. Fair. Right? I'm like no, this is not Okay, so uh, Kev, cut this. Jace, you have to say it now. That's what I said. That's turn on, <laughs> turn on the recording, and I will say it. Okay, you literally. Okay. That you're the call. Okay, <laughs> I, w- I am 
stopping <laughs> the record. <laughs> I will not. Yo, hang on. Let me start my recording. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta record local. <laughs> As the recording resumes uh let me just say uh jace has murdered dwayne the rock johnson dead with uh, the statements that have been off the record uh, those are some fiery hot takes that were just fired off we were talking earlier i just saw last night in soho yes nice now i'm locked in now i'm Is here that good? fun hell of a good time oh, a great great baby. fucking movie I had a great just time watching that good fucking nice. movie that slow burns from one movie into a second movie and both movies are fun and interesting um <laughs> okay. and just like the fucking good thing that's like confusing no that's real Did you that begin make and sense? you're like there's two separate things that <laughs> no, are no it does make what? sense i was being a jacket and you're like obviously like it is like a parallel narrative thing because you have like the the i'm not spoiling anything that's not in the trailers but it's like you have a character in the modern day and you have a character in 60s london and they are kind somewhat interacting like they have they have some uh connection that i won't spoil here for for anyone who should go see the movie but um it 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 obviously there's that parallel narrative but it does it doesn't have quite a like from dusk till dawn on the drop of a hat i am now a completely different genre of movie but it sort of slow burns from like an interesting kind of mystery movie into a full-blown like a bug nuts horror movie sure. um it's which great. is a, it's an full, excellent it's full transition. Suspense thriller with elements of horror it gets a little slashery at some points i might say oh, that yeah. might be a spoiler we might have to cut that but I don't think really. saying a little slashery uh, uh, a little gives sl- anything away. I think you're It's good. a little too vague to be a spoiler. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. It means at one point a character is holding a knife is what that means. And yeah. you know what? Jace you isn't wrong. That's at one actually... point a character does hold a knife. <laughs> now, if you told me that like Anthony Hopkins jumps into a shower to stab Scarlett Johansson, that'd be extremely spoiler. Are you... Did you Did you just conjure some movie that I've never heard of? <laughs> yeah, Anthony... yeah there's, a mo- there's a movie about Hitchcock where uh, Anthony Hopkins plays Alfred Hitchcock. What? And Scarlett... And there's a, the scene where he's trying to get them to film that. I'm gonna look this up. I think Alfred it's Anthony Hitchcock, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Well, I'm looking it up. He's looking it up. Oh, Hitchcock film. Well, that would... <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. 2012. What? Nine years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Scarlett Johansson plays Janet Lee. Uh, the that checks woman, out. The, the actor in the, in the shower. And the stunt actor doesn't nail the, like, this should be terrifying of that scene. And uh-huh. the movie really dives into how uh, Hitchcock was a kind of piece of shit. What? Uh, First time hearing of it. pushed his actors <laughs> into real terror by being a terror on set. By, yeah. just, by just being a real bastard, man. I was reminded of it by a fucking TikTok this week, so I'm in a place. Um, But, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's just one of the... You'd think that, like, a movie where Anthony Hopkins plays Alfred Hitchcock and and Scarlett Johansson is in a shower would have, like, a larger pop cultural footprint than it apparently does. Uh, But I'm I'm glad it's getting a second life there on TikTok. I mean, everything's getting a second life on TikTok. True. Mm. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's it. Oh my god. Can we talk about this episode? I love this episode so much. I'm so no, excited. No, we have to talk about TikTok now. TikTok. Fuck, the don't. Eternals of Apps. 
I <laughs> I uh, have not That's seen it, and I don't intend to. Uh, the TikTok of apps. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, fine. We could talk about community. Fine. <laughs> we could talk about community. Um, because this is, of course, advanced community studies podcast. Wow, don't sound <laughs> too excited about it. A podcast where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show Community, one or two. <laughs> episodes at a time we are also the premier podcast in the yahoo screen podcasting network why'd you go from like <laughs> i forgot to walk into heath ledger like what is that transformation <laughs> can you tell me more about it i just don't want to be here i'm not doing an impression of anyone i'm just <laughs> i hate community <laughs> <laughs> I, this has been my secret the whole time. <laughs> Can I get a Yahoo from Chase, please? Yahoo! <laughs> Bless you. Look, I, saw, I saw a look on your face as you were like, please? Can I please? please? I want to quit this I bit, but I, I refuse. For when this was ending. <laughs> I refuse to quit this bit until the intro is done. <laughs> I <laughs> am a consummate professional. <laughs> I am a consummate professional. I am also one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and look at you, working that asparagus. <laughs> And there's a man who knows his meatball. <laughs> Let him finish. They were letting me finish, sir. One of my favorite. Oh my god. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Chase. I use sound like Chase. Jace. That is a J. <laughs> I'm Jace. I use they them pronouns. And um, hold on. I wrote notes. Let me pull them up. Wow. We're so proud. Yeah, no, let him fit. Uh, let, let him finish. That was my. That's my quote. I threw it in. Before. I did everything backwards this time. I threw my quote first. Shot that wide way too early, but you know what? Well, it's because, all right. But I can't say it to myself. So you were rambling the whole time. So I went. Okay, let him finish. I'm rambling. <laughs> I have drag never him. once drag rambled ground, in Chase. my life. Drag him into the ground, Chase. I have Don't never. Leave no quarter. <laughs> never. Drag very, me like you dragged Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that lost audio footage. Kev, how did you think you would survive after Jace dragged <laughs> the Rock? Well, you it's, knew you were next, and Jace, you knew you wouldn't survive. It's the rock, unbelievable. The Rock, the man named after a geode. The man the, named after a geode. Speaking of rocks, it's amazing. The listeners can't see this. Jace has taken me an a la 127 hours, thrown me down between two rocks, and I will have to fucking saw my arm off to get out of this predicament. At least they provided a butter knife. It's a dull butter knife, but they did provide and you know, I have until the end of this podcast to successfully cut my fucking arm out of this situation. <laughs> Daddy host, you want to introduce yourself, bud? Yeah, sure. That's fine. We can do that now. Uh, I'm Caleb, the third host, the hostess with the mostest yeah, kids. And from 2001 to 2016, I was addicted to... Wait, Kevin, are you... Ta- Sorry, complimenting my- I, are, are you, you still cutting your arm off? I'm sawing oh, my arm off. <laughs> You're I- still... <laughs> I'm sawing my arm off. No, we can't see that. You two can. I do this for you. I'm sorry. I've got you. I wanted to treat you. 
Caleb, go. It's your bit. I'm the worst. No, it's okay. I already said my bit. They already did. Yeah, from uh, April 2020 uh, to uh, November 2021, Caleb was addicted to encouraging white people, a.k.a. advanced community studies. No, I said from 2001 to 2016. I know. I was doing a joke about the show Advanced Community Studies. That's Yes, I get you. Oh, okay. Great. That's what Um, I've been doing here. Have y'all not noticed? When you feel good after the show finishes recording, it's because I've spent the whole time encouraging you. I just always feel so uplifted and supported by this podcast. You know, that's crazy because... (laughs) Because I feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm only in it for the money. (laughs) Oh, that illustrious amount of money. Is this the first time all three of us have been gathered since... You gotta stop. I gotta stop what? Cutting my arm? It's not gonna work, homie. You gotta fucking quit. Cutting my arm out of these boulders? I have to stop? Stop. Stop. I can't. I'm stuck. (laughs) I can't stop. I'm I'm stuck. God damn it. Oh, God. I was trying to see how long it's been since all of my friends have been together, but I guess guess my arm arm is a bigger deal. What are you Um, talking about? I I, I don't I don't think no we weren't Jason no we were not <laughs> well actually that's the no <laughs> Jason have you thought Caleb was here every time <laughs> always and forever <sighs> I just took a sip of water y'all suck well I think it's the first time we've Enjoy all been together drink. since our hiatus. <laughs> And I'm happy about it. I was so happy to spend time with my friends, but never again. Never again. Yeah. I'll be making this mistake again. Stop. <laughs> it's good audio. It's it's great audio. It's a it's good podcast. It's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. Well, y'all y'all are gonna be eating so much crow when I put a slow, gnarly sawing sound effect in there for the entire. No. Song. I will never do that. I will never for the entire podcast Listener, until at the end where you hear like. Imagine a, that for us, would you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Can someone? Can some fucking audio imagineer drum up a good like squishy sawing sound effect for me, real quick? Oh, what? Being squishy. It's because your views are wrong. Yeah. Oh shit. Listen, I have a lot of incorrect opinions that I air on the podcast Advanced Community Studies. <laughs> it is my job on the show. It is kind of my thing. It's kind of my thing. I come in with uh, ridiculous and bad hot takes. This one week I get <laughs> mad at Steve Carell. One week I'm way too complimentary to the Fast and Furious franchise. It's kind of my Did thing. Did we finish the intro yet? Yes. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's nothing, we're just, we're just hanging out. And apparently everyone is mad at me for my great object work. For my exemplary pantomime. That's it. Exquisite. Shadow play. Everyone's yeah, yes. mad at me. Um, yep, that's fine. the reason. Whatever. I'm, right, I'm, I'm... A statement. Can we talk about how this episode does cringe humor better than any single episode of The Office ever does? Love I that. Said it. Love this. Uh, season 6, Man, episode 12. wrong podcast. <laughs> All I did was be whimsical. All I did was try to liven up the recording experience. All I've ever done was be delightful. Um, season 6, episode 12. 
wedding videography directed by Adam Davidson, written by Briggs Hatton. Uh, in this episode, the Save Greendale committee <laughs> attends Garrett's wedding, <laughs> where uh, it turns out that he is getting married to his cousin. Uh, um, this episode, here's a list of things it has going for it. A real Annie Edison call-out post. Um, it has a real um, great dissection of the group's insular dynamic. We love that. It has uh, one of the five funniest things community has ever done. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff here. Um, so, but Jace, you uh, were attempting <laughs> to assault the cultural legacy of the office, um, and I, I, I would love to. I would love for you to infuriate Daddy Host. I want you to drive Daddy Host to an early grave. <laughs> No, um, I mean, I am, of course, being hyperbolic, but you, me, no, I just, I don't know, there's something about the, I, something about the cringe work that's done in the office, um, first of all, watched all the office, loved the office, um, also hated the office, right, like, (laughs) (laughs) I've been married to my wife for 50 years, love my wife, hate my wife, uh, (laughs) Uh-huh. No, but it's true about the office. There would be there genuinely there would be moments of the office where I'd be like, I love this, this is great. And then a whole lot of the time I would just or not a, just there were too many moments of me going, I don't like that that's something I just watched. Mm-hmm. You know? And that is built into the cringe humor that is part of that. And I think that that is kind of their identity, is that they poke really hard into the cringe. And this pokes in a slightly different the, the the cringe of this episode is more my flavor than mm-hmm. the cringe of the office is a better way to say what I wanted to say. Sure, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just think the way that they handle <laughs> like I there's something really fun about like <laughs> like Chang sitting in a chair and the chair breaking in the middle of the ceremony as we're getting really uncomfortable about Garrett being a total asshole to his fiance about to be literally getting married to her being a total jerk he's so mean and, uh, to her <laughs> it's so uncomfortable and then you get like they're, they're tripping over the bushes like all oh, this shit it's so good it's so good i don't know why it just gets me and i i think it's it's in a similar class of the office in what it means in how well cringe is pulled off by it, if that makes sense. In my book, like I would watch this cringe, I would watch a whole series of this kind of cringe. I see what you mean. I mean, something that's always stuck out to me about <clears throat> about the community documentary episodes is how much I feel like they are often ta- like taking the actual mockumentary shows and just showing them up. I feel like this. Every- no, they really are community documentary episode and you know like i i love uh most of parks and recreation you know i used to watch the office like religiously as it was coming out on television um but Mm -hmm. i feel like like often and maybe it's because they only ever generated like fucking three of them but every time community does a fake documentary episode i'm like god damn they could do this for an entire show and it would be the best of these shows it would be like the the most top and i know we're like uh, again insulting the office and i can see uh, daddy host there's steam coming out of his ears (laughs) he is uh He's, he's, his beard grows red. 
Um, uh, but it's it's always oh, just uh, I just okay. I bit my lip. That's all. <laughs> you were that angry, you bit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like fuming. You were like biting. Oh, I've your got lip the I've just... got the I've got the blood symbiote in me. So I was trying to come out. I'm just trying to keep it mm. under wraps. Okay, venom. No carnage. You absolutely. <laughs> Isn't the same? Wait, what? Is it the same? They're not thing? the same. They're both symbiotes. One's the blood symbiote, and the other one's oh, not. I didn't. I did not process that. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. Know. I did not, Jace. You First refused you to. The and then. I'm <laughs> and then you dare forget about Apparently, the blood I'm evil today. I threw <laughs> Kevin into a ditch. I. <laughs> like, you threw first of all you pummeled the rock with a sledgehammer oh. and then you put that rock on top of kevin's arm and then you, you peeled my eyes you, you cut rock. my eyelids <laughs> off you cut my eyelids off and forced me to watch kevin you're just on a fucking rampage right now it's yeah okay. my favorite thing about my pantomime is how i'm i'm <laughs> making everyone watch it um and it's a uh, yeah it's, it's it's stellar but yeah jace you're the villain of this week uh so congratulations on that ruby give me the villain cut happy halloween fuckers yeah i cannot wait for the amv of you set to like my chemical romance or something i cannot wait it's gonna be an it's gonna be, black parade yeah it's gonna it's gonna be an exemplary black parade amv uh it's it's gonna what's be an so amv anime music video on on oh, youtube oh. where they take like anime it's not always anime clips, but that's how it started, obviously, and they, like, put them over a popular song. You're just, like, making a, a, a montage or the, of music the video. Truest, the truest AMV, which is, like, Interstellar 5000 or 3000, which is an, an entire anime movie based around the Daft Punk album. Yeah! Oh, yeah, I know about one. that one. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my favorite one is uh, a. <laughs> like I, I, I understood that reference. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, my favorite one is a My Hero Academia AMV where it is set to "Hero" by Nickelback, <laughs> and it is hilarious. It is so I hate funny. About it that. is so funny to I. It, I watched it once and I I cried. It was so funny to me that like someone made that in earnest, and I love that. And also, it's very funny. It's great and also so funny that someone made that. Oh wow! It's a it's a fucking fucking beautiful. There's so much to love in this episode of Community. Though. Let's let's, let's almost start at the beginning. I don't know. We've never done that. We don't we don't usually do like a traditional recap. Let's but there's so many play. little things in this that I want to start first. One of the first things we see in this episode is Jeff Winger opens up his desk drawer and it is full of ice. And I'm just wondering about the mechanics. Of that. <laughs> I just wonder, is did he insulate the drawer with like a polar sleeve? Did okay, or, here's my or does he cannon, just ready? got ice in there? Here's my cannon. Oh no. What? Yes, here's my cannon. You forgot okay. your cannon. This is no, a very I, important cannon. cannon. I don't remember I what it is. I just I realized that there was a, a plot hole, and then I went, "No, wait, okay." What? So never. <laughs> hear me out. Okay, here's my cannon. Troy, when Troy was still at the school, knew all this shit about like heating and cooling. Mm. Made a secret cooler in one of the desks there that Jeff used just to have around campus for whatever reason, right? Love it. And then and then when he becomes teacher, he takes that. So Troy hooked it up so it's technically a freezer box where a drawer should be. 
That's and good. That's how the mechanics work. That's my canon. That that is the the fanon shit that I love is that it is like <laughs> completely superfluous and delightful. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it does not affect anything. But the it's best kind of fun to think about. The best fan and shit is not like, ah, these two characters are secretly dating, or, ah, this guy was dead the whole time. The best fan and shit is like, Wolverine cuts all the hams at the X-Mansion. And I'm like, sure, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to fight you there. He cuts all the hams. <laughs> That's his job. Yeah. Um, Roast beast every... <laughs> <laughs> and then well we all remember that famous uh you know uncanny x-men issue uh 401 where the grinch descended on the xavier mansion you're joking um, no i was kidding because you said roast beast i was playing along i was oh okay <laughs> i bought it i, I was I'm like sorry. yeah marvel would do something like that <laughs> i'm sorry to do that to you um okay. the x-men have obviously like met santa claus <laughs> Uh, leprechauns are, it is indeed leprechauns that first reveal to us that Wolverine's name is Logan. They are the first characters to canonically bring up that point. That was not a joke. I would never joke about that. (laughs) It's not funny. I'm being very serious right now. Not funny. Um, so anyway, Garrett starts to do this, this PowerPoint presentation about marriage law, terrible PowerPoint presentation, because he says, this is marriage law, and then says, this is me, bad presentation. Hold on, let me, um, let me interrupt real quick. Is there such thing as a good PowerPoint presentation? Yes, I've seen some really fucking cool PowerPoints before. I give a divine PowerPoint presentation. In its simplicity. I give a divine. Why did you feel like a threat, Kevin? I... Because his, because his hands were templed. His fingers were templed. Mr. Bond, I give a divine PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. Mr. Bond, you'll see how cleanly laid out my slides are with not a lot of text per line. Ah, you see, well, I use the same animation for every slide so as to keep <laughs> things consistent, Mr. Bond. <laughs> it's all about aesthetics, you see, lad. People no. see the slide animations and they go pretty gung-ho with that shit, but not I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, not an expert. I'm just a guy that knows PowerPoint. And then I pull out an sure. egg and I crack it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but no, I, I will say there's probably not. There are some okay PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> I, I just think it's a limited medium, you know? Yeah, it's it's success is relative. So, (laughs) but in this episode, (laughs) the PowerPoint is three slides. Yes, I'm sorry, I did not. (laughs) Um, to propose to Garrett's uh, girlfriend of 16 months, uh, who he does not sit next to in class, which I think is fine. Actually, I think that's healthy. Yeah, yeah, sure. I focus in class. You don't need to always be around this person. You know, I'm sure they study together. Well, you don't. I just you can have you can do if you're in the same. Right. Sp- no. Yeah. You don't always have to sit next to each other yeah, at no, dinner. Yeah. No, You've been dating for a year and a half. It's okay <laughs> if if you sit over here and she sits down there. It's okay. It's really. It's fine. It's fine. Hey. <laughs> um. Right. So yes, there is that. Um, I and- I love how jumping forward a little bit. Please. I love how when they're sitting when they first get to um their vows or something. Uh-huh. Um. She was like, you've always just felt so familiar. 
And it's like one of those mm-hmm. really subtle, stupid <laughs> word jokes that if Chekhov's, you don't know what Chekhov's is. pun, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> kissing you Chekhov's is like pun. kissing no, my brother. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. Uh, back to the future. But that's a, yeah, they, they see that in there. Of course, Stacy is played by uh, Aaron McGathy, who was Dan Harmon's wife, fiance, girlfriend at the time, somewhere in there. Um, so, you know, that's a little nepotism, uh, to, to get here, here on this show. Um, but she, she, uh, does what she's, uh, she's fine. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good structure, but the, the meat of this episode, I guess, is when we get into the whole codependence aspect of this thing. Like we've, we've, we've done a lot of episodes Mm -hmm. of this show where we dissect the possible toxicity within the group generally mm-hmm. like within sure. the study group and the how they are are often uh rotten to each other but we we've taken that in this i don't know how many times we've done this and now we've completely flipped it around and we are doing th- they're great t- for each other and bad for everyone else <laughs> they um until i suppose <laughs> the turn where it's like actually independent of each other they are now successful. <laughs> they, um, a, a complete yeah. inversion of every time we've broken up the group before, you know? Would you say that yeah. they're successful when they separate? Because I feel like it gets worse. Um, Brita gets worse. No, she's Brita dancing. She's having a great time. She's she's Brita dancing goes, with everyone. I realize that I it's I don't need to do this. I can. She just like she Brita gets liberation. She literally goes. You know what? Let me no, tell y'all. As as. Let me tell y'all, if if I had a friend who started doing what Brita started doing at my wedding, I'd be like, oh, I hope she passes out and goes to sleep. <laughs> you think she's, like, super drunk? Yes. Yes. Well, nobody of course, it's a wedding. The, nobody takes the bouquet and dances across the wedding party table and is sober. No one does that. Wait. <laughs> I, I, don't, I forgot that part. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb makes a that's that's an that is an eloquent argument she's like does that eloquent argument well then that's your problem i love yeah. you i bet she's hammered that's yeah she's she's person. sloshed she's fucking she's she's out of her gourd <laughs> on this like, one I, I was like, she's free in this moment and now i'm like oh okay now I well, see. you can be both things free in a way yeah she <laughs> has I, the social I, lubrication lens, but i saw it and i was like yeah femme liberation fuck it up you don't need those people yeah, but I, I think she. I think you can so do I both things. I think you can be. Really drunk. That makes way more fucking sense. I think you can do both. You can you can be trashed and have a moment of self realization. Is that like, well, can a person ever fully be complete while also being part of a complete group? You know. Oh yeah. Well, you know, if you're trying to make you better, I guess I'll take it. So. <laughs> I get, uh, listen, Jace, I'm just trying to make peace here. Jace, I'm just trying I'm just, I'm just I'm just trying to make amends with the saw. It's a butter knife, actually. That's what I've been James, miming. James Franco's ears are fucking burning right now. Good. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Franco. Oh my god. Don't say that Again. to him. He likes to hear that too much. It's true. I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> ah, you did it again. Uh, I want to fucking Clorox my brain. <laughs> I want to bleach my eyeballs. Yeah, I don't want to 
see or think about James Franco ever again, actually, if given the choice. I wish You're I welcome. didn't have to. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, so anyway, we're fucking... Did you say you uh, wish you didn't have to? Hold on, Kevin, did you put yourself in a situation where you have to see James Franco <sighs> often? Yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> listen, I am DMing for James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I listen. I'm, like, I'm wait, trapped a in a game. Master? Yeah, I am dungeon master for James Franco. It's a weekly oh, game. That's a lot. I'm fucking. That's a lot. I watched that title, movie. isn't it? I would. I would get rid of him, but he is our our best damage dealer. I can't. He, I can't kick him out of the party, or we'll never survive. <laughs> Um, the, the storyline we're all going through right now is heavily rooted in his character. I wish it wasn't, but he's just, he just, he's compelling. He seems like the kind of guy who would name his D&D character something from the book instead of something he came up with himself. <laughs> he's, he's like, my name through. is, my name is Eliorath of Shagora. And you're like, uh, bro, just. You mean this... default character? You mean default <laughs> elf? <laughs> you are yeah. default elf? I'm yeah. amazed. Yeah, have you guys met my new roleplay character, Sample Character? <laughs> it's fucking... <laughs> Even in every stat, <laughs> I have a 13 in everything. Um, does anyone out there enjoy Dungeons & Dragons in the audience? Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, fucking spectacular. Uh, but but uh, this episode, laced with good shit, of course... Alright, we've been dancing around it. Okay, we've been, we've been pussyfooting around it, but I think it's time. I think we simply what must talk mean? about. I called you a pussyfoot. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> I, I did I think, not expect you to own up to that. That's right. I didn't say anything wrong. That's a term. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't say anything wrong. I, just, I feel like I'm being attacked by someone who doesn't want anything important. <laughs> I feel like Jace's villain arc is really impacting my podcast. Um, possibly be the villain right now yeah you are fucking zuko and you are messing with our shit and i hope you have a fucking real, redemption arc some real frieza shit going on right now yeah i'm getting some <laughs> lord frieza shit and i feel like i'm about to be cleansed i don't like it whoa, whoa don't say that to me oh god that was frieza's whole deal i'm sorry right who is Sorry? that frieza dragon 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 ball z Dra- yeah, I, get to, I never watched Dragon Ball growing Dragon up. Dragon Ball Z. Neither did I. Just, just a lot of homoeroticism and male screaming. A lot of male <laughs> screaming. Yeah, exactly. Jace, oh, you've seen it? Jace, seems like you've seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, look, I've seen, I've seen about five-second clips, maybe a ten-second clip. but So you've gotten it. you got the gist. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I have seen Dragon Ball Z. I just you got the better. gist. You got the gist. You got the gist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got the gist. You got the gist. Holy, holy Christ. This is the Thank worst you, episode it. we've ever done. Um, this is the best episode we've ever done. Kevin, the step the fuck done. back over the line you just crossed. <sighs> I'm sorry. And the award for... <laughs> back to the and still the most controversial statement made tonight wasn't me. Wait, who made the most controversial statement? Just I forgot what, what I he said. I'm so high. Y'all. I called. Hold <laughs> on, oh, you just blamed him. You, just, you, you, you threw me down a rock hole, hole and it was like. Your briefcase and showed it to the judge and opened it and it was an empty manila envelope. <laughs> Exhibit. Here's my evidence reaching a. out. Out what, are you, Kevin, what did you just say? You just said something. 
I didn't just say anything. I said I don't <laughs> like James Franco. Not really controversial. I know the most recent sentence you said. Well, now it's a couple sentences back. I have no idea what you could possibly be talking about. No, no clue, Jace. Just let it, just let it slide it's, by. No, yeah, it's, no it's, fucking it's, when, wait, watch, Kevin. When you go back and edit this, you're gonna hear exactly what I'm referencing, and you're gonna be like, "That is so stupid." I don't I think put, so. I will put ten dollars on Kev never finding it i will not find anything <laughs> unless this is some kind of like ghost tape and i start hearing like like <laughs> myself saying controversial phrases that were not said in the room you know like i'm haunting myself you have to um, listen to the you have to listen to the recording in reverse that's and that's oh. that's where you hear me ranking the fucking Star Wars movies or whatever, and that's that's as controversial as I get. <laughs> oh, there you go. So controversial, bro. <laughs> so controversial, dude. So I've just uh, further incriminated myself as the villain this episode. Got it. Uh-huh, because you. you're trying to turn Daddy Host against me. You're trying to no! <laughs> You're pitting us against each other. But then we'll discover your treachery and be done <laughs> with you once and for all. Literally, you're going, no! <laughs> the most super villain dog shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Jace just fucking blasting off again. Jace, Jace. I really, I love oh playing Jace villains. I love playing rocking. villains whenever I do theater and like theater stuff, villain stuff. I love villains. Jace, so Jace as Team Rocket is maybe perhaps the best thing I've thought That's of. pretty good right. casting. That's really um, Both of them? Yes, I would love to do both. Hell yeah. I'm Jesse. I'm James. James. That, yep. I, yeah. This is headcanon now. No, this it checks out. Canon. Jace is we Team Rocket. We got a social network. We got a social network. You <laughs> twice, <laughs> so you can play Jesse and James. Jace is fucking Army Hammer and is playing yes. is playing yes. both members of Team Rocket. That sounds sad. Watch that. Yes. That sounds I'd good. As, that. that sounds good that. as fuck. I'd have fun doing it too. Of course, of course you, you would. Who would have fun doing it? Who wouldn't have fun doing that? I don't know. Of course you <laughs> would. People that don't have fun. Got him. Damn, fucking roaster. <laughs> Nobody comes back from that. Jesse and James, two of the most incredible chaotic queers. Chaotic gays. Queer yeah. characters. Yeah. In yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, Do I'm it. look, I'm completely on board. I don't I want I don't want to get things misconstrued. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yes, that sounds fucking great. Hell yes. Well, before Jace did their call-out thread call of me, um, I was trying to transition it to uh, one of the funniest things in community history. Before Jace tried to throw me under the bus for things I never did, um, it's uh, I was I was trying to talk about, uh, of course, Elroy Potashnik being addicted to encouraging white people, which is, <laughs> I, I mean. To me, that's cinema. That's comedy right there. That is the essence yeah. of comedy. Is Keith? I mean, Keith is having the time of his life on this one. <laughs> they give him <laughs> the. In the so now that's good. a container for liquid. <laughs> <laughs> it I never laughed at anything. This part is that like I've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. And it's not like I've seen it from a distance. Like, I've noticed dad do this. And it's like, watching this that many years after, like, moving out of the house is like, oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Some patterns <laughs> are emerging. I'm starting it's to incredible. see things about my life. 
I, I understand. I <laughs> God, and every single one of these fucking things is so funny. And just every it's it's beautiful it's so and it good. building up to the song and then of course the complete and ultimate callback of this is a man who knows how to marry his cousin is just I mean is just Chef's I mean, keys. Chef's keys. A two thing both hands. Mwah. Like it's it's just the most fucking it's, crystalline it's beautiful the, thing. It's it's a perfect set. We have it's like a payoff for several jokes when that happens, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's just exceptional work. It's exceptional wow. stuff and like really, that the payoff Briggs comes Hatton really did this. Briggs Hatton and he stood by his work. <laughs> that um, bumper fucking kills me. The bumper is un believe it's the only thing that comes close to the elroy thing for me in this episode this bumper is so fucking funny the the actor playing briggs hatton is named matt gorley and he's just so fucking funny (laughs) in this tag (laughs) and like while i was being a writer's assistant for community i was doing a lot of (laughs) research about incest um and that like dan (laughs) Harmon. actor that they've slotted in there just the most like slovenly looking men um is exceptional uh you know i can i can date my cousin in nebraska but if we go to south dakota i'm looking at 15 years prison time i'm just saying it's inconsistent (laughs) um is is so good um another fun fact here's one for you um the the bridesmaid who gives the terrible toast about like uh stacy's first time is the actor who plays her is the wife of matt gorley who plays briggs hatton in the end type that's fun that's a fun little incestuous joke yeah it's all in the family a little nepotiz um Mm. and it's all it's all good and you know this season loves uh, stacking itself with like la comedy (laughs) you know uh legends and this is no exception They're just, they're just throwing them up in there. Um, I love Frankie uh, really calling out Annie on her shit. <laughs> One of my yeah. uh, Great. good stuff is that we're finally, we're getting, and hey, Jeff Annie stands, if any of you are still listening, which, why? Um, fuck. <laughs> she didn't say anything untrue. <laughs> she did not say anything that is not immediately obvious. I love the cutaway where she's like, and get away from Jeff, but we'll approach, we'll approach that later. It's, uh, do you show this to anybody? <laughs> do you? <laughs> you don't show this to anybody, right? Do you? You know, I think it's like that, uh, as far as I got in the office, where, like, when Michael is leaving and he's like, hey, let me know when this comes out. <laughs> hey, let, me, hey, let me know when this actually airs, this, this documentary series about an office. Um, and it does actually air. Apparently it does. Didn't get that far. <laughs> Didn't, did not see that through. Uh, I'm sorry. I failed you. Sorry. Right. But, but really, season seven of The Office failed me. <laughs> in a way. Um, in anyway. a way, sure. Yeah, in a way, sure. In a way, all of our idols fail us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never meet your idols. I'm here for this context. Never That's DM good. for James Franco. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> never. What? Never. James Franco tonight. Never go with Jace on a trip to the Grand Canyon. 
<laughs> it's all they're all mistakes. Never never get into a land war in Asia. Never go up against the Sicilian when death is on the line. Like I'm, I'm full of <laughs> little little aphorisms. I got them. Never invade Thank Afghanistan you. with imperial aspirations. What? <laughs> when has that ever gone bad? <laughs> Never uh, have a massive army and think, I can also take Russia. Um, <laughs> Winter doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are hardy French soldiers. Um, we, can, we can surely withstand a cold, cold winter. And uh, listener, no, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they most no, they certainly could not. could not. They could not. Um, yeah, anyway, the incest episode of Community is very good. I like it quite a bit. We padded our time. Just even, like, Britta in the background scooping up cat shit. It's good. Right? But here's the thing that's so good about it. Is it's drunk. She's what? not drunk. Well, no, that's in her apartment. That's that's in her apartment. She doesn't understand filmmaking. I lived in New York. Um, yeah, all, all good stuff. And then this the is... next scene, she's the one cleaning. <laughs> and Annie is just talking to the camera. Classic reversal. Classic reversal. I love when Frankie comes over and is completely incapable of <laughs> having having a, a, a little girl talk. Um, that um, I understand that. Yes, my personal affairs. Yes, uh, I've been. What have you been up to? Well, I've been working and seeing to my personal affairs. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, also, when she describes um, having rocks hurled at her at a party. Um, I felt, I felt that one a little too rocks. strong. <laughs> I felt that from a deeply personal place. And so every time I watch this episode, I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of the reasons I like Frankie. Cause I too, I too have had many rocks hurled at me at a party. I'm doing great. I'm, <laughs> do all right. I'm doing excellent. It was a game. It was called run Kevin where they said run Kevin and <laughs> rocks at me. It was a good time Holy being young. shit. I'm oh my god. Is ah, I've lived a charmed life. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the the trials of youth. <laughs> yeah, much and also much like the song semi-charmed kind of life. I also am about heroin addiction. <laughs> I, I am all about that. Um, I am inherently about. I am I am all about <laughs> ostensibly about. Hi, my name's Kevin Lanigan. I'm all about heroin addiction. <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm laughing. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, Isn't it? Yeah, fuck me. Are I don't you know. not entertained? Yeah, I'm are you not? My, my fucking... My, my crush listens to this podcast. I'm fucked. <laughs> this, one, this, is the, this is the last one. This is I'm going to be on. left on red yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Well, I know that I know that they read it, but it's been but so quiet. It's been so quiet. I don't, what <laughs> happened? Yeah, baby, baby. Uh, <laughs> why did we both start singing, Jace? What the fuck is wrong with us? That was <laughs> it. Activates you. Song. It activated you. It's like um, when you play Mr. Brightside at a white people wedding. It's just <laughs> all the fucking bets are off. <laughs> Christ, that's a that's Am a I revelation, wrong? ain't it? No, it's a, no, that's just a, a thing you don't realize you haven't realized until you realize it. 
I, as spokesperson for the white people, it's, well, I, sure. I am as guilty as anyone else. Like, I, it, it happens to me, too. I'm not blameless in this. <laughs> the, let you without sin cast the first stone, right? And I, yeah, and, and I ain't got no rocks, except for this one that I'm stuck in between. It's to to numb the pain of sawing my own arm off with a butter knife. I am doing semi charm kind of life. I'm like, do it. You know, like you know, like how you do CPR to stay in alive. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sawing. Boy, an arm. office reference. This episode <laughs> of our podcast, the penultimate episode, I might add, of Community that we're covering. Maybe the episode where we have the most persistent jokes ever. Ain't that something? <laughs> we're like, you know, that's actually that have run from the beginning to the end, and I'm here for it. Where was this? Where we should we should <laughs> we should create? We gotta start over. We gotta start over. Well, here's why this is happening like this. Okay, for the first every other episode, we were traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> this show did start in a time of uh, crisis with the capital C R I S. It's uh, as um. How do yeah. you say? <laughs> How do you say what is happening from Halloween? Jamie. Um, Le- uh, How do you say Lee Curtis? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Trauma. Trauma. I am Doctor. All of all of her interviews, she's talking about how like uh-huh. Halloween Kills is about trauma, but she goes trauma. trauma, trauma. The way she pronounces it is really specific to me, and I love it. I, she, I blame that so... on Brian Johnson. Trauma. Why do you blame that on Brian Johnson? She was in one Brian Johnson movie, and before she did any interviews, and after she's done interviews, uh, do you, Brian Johnson has that kind of timeline immutable influence on somebody i see uh and once you come out of a ryan johnson mystery movie you come out with a different pronunciation of things he he do have that texas twang who um, is this which what movies does this person make oh boy ryan johnson and how do you say uh how do you say star wars the last jedi how do you say Lupin? how do you this is not helpful uh, the brothers. Oh, Blue? knives out. Yeah, knives out. Yeah, why didn't you just say that? We did. We said knives out. <laughs> I said knives out. I sent the word. I sent those words, Jace. <laughs> Jace why is, am I so mean to this? Jace is truly <laughs> gaslighting us in like right a now. real Jace. way. Jace. Is, Jace. God, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hey, yes, I'm, uh, well, Jamie Lee Curtis, I am uh, Dr. Loomis, I am uh, Michael Myers' uh, psychologist, uh, the boy is evil, we must, uh, you must eliminate him, trauma. He will not Tra- die, because he has built a resistance to trauma. Uh, Michael Myers, he uh, gains strength from all of his killings, he is a manifestation of the hate that we all feel. Have y'all all watched? Have y'all watched the French Dispatch yet? Of course, yes. twice, I two times. Kev, I knew you had. I knew you had. Two times. No, I when when Kev got real excited about it, like the night of when they first watched it, I messaged them and I was like, "Hey, I would love a movie, buddy. I know you want to go see it a second time. You want to go with me?" So then we went, 
through a series of very strange events that changed a bunch, uh, we went to the AMC of the Upper West Side. AMC Lincoln Center, <laughs> the fanciest like, of the AMCs. Uh, very far away from Brooklyn. And very far away from everywhere. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we went. Um, we went up I, there uh, and we watched it. I, that was what a great fucking movie. That was a so much fun. Bit, listeners, go see French Dispatch. It's probably playing near you when it's this episode comes. It's a it's a fucking romp, and it's like delightfully heartfelt. You know, worse the worst that could possibly happen for the price of your movie ticket is you'll be like, "That was really nice to look at." <laughs> that's the yeah, worst. That's the sure. worst that could happen. The to very you. worst thing that happens is you walk out and go, "What?" That was I mean, impressive. Was pre- <laughs> right. I mean, it was pretty. It's great. It's. I, I had a blast. It's really fun. Structurally, something I'd never seen before, yeah. um, but still Maybe very Jeff accessible, Will, I thought. Jeff Wright's best performance ever? ever? Possibly. Yeah. Jeffrey Jeff Wright is an incredible actor. I love him to death. He needs to be in more. Which um, one is Jeffrey Wright? The uh, writer he, at the end? He, joy- he, the, uh, he narrates the third story about the uh, police chef. Um, personal yes, 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 yes. Yes, no, he, he, he's crazy. He, he yeah. has the funniest line in the entire movie. <laughs> uh, the, the geography. He says he has a weakness in cartography, the curse of the homosexual, <laughs> which is the curse of the homosexual. The curse of the homosexual. <laughs> uh, and he also he has this line. <laughs> he gets asked at one point why he always writes about food. And he just has this beautiful little monologue about like oh, it's fucking it's food such and a loneliness. Moment. Yes, absolutely, it's, it's fucking Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain shit. I was like instantly teared up. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Sorry, go yeah. on. I cut. No, you. I did too. It just like the first time I saw it, it just like struck me like a fucking bolt of lightning. Because <laughs> oh, I, uh, god, uh, uh, I'm what you might call a lonely man who eats alone <laughs> a lot. So it just like it really fucking like reached out and grabbed me in a profound way. Um, anyway, see what the is it about? Dispatch. What is it about semi extroverted people being a lonely and B, going to places to eat or consume coffee alone. Speaking from experience. I I go to Mocha Bees like two to three times a week alone, sit by myself, and it's like the best. It's the fucking best, but I'm also so lonely. (laughs) Yeah, it's both things simultaneously where you're like, I'm enjoying my own company, perhaps. (laughs) Aside in French Dispatch, just fucking gut punched me. I was like, oh, oh, someone sees me. I have to go. Like, oh, fuck. There was always a table for me. It's also why fucking Parts Unknown is on repeat always. Like, I'm always watching Bourdain because, like, talk about a lonely, broken fucking man. Is there somewhere uh, I anyway. can just, like, watch that? Uh, it's on HBO Max, my dude. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'm they're on going HBO over Max. there. Going over there right that now. I gotta tell easy. HBO Max to uh, do better. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Oh, baby. Could... Oh. Oh, oh, my God. I 12 seasons. Oh. Last... I have not watched oh. the last season because I have a hard time bringing myself to watch the last season. Then you'll uh, be out I've of... I've watched thing else. Then you'll be out of Parts Undone. Oh, I'm so fucking... Right in the last half of the last season is post his suicide. Uh, and they did a lot of work together <gasps> to, like, together the like a, an homage to working with him and shit like that. 
um, yeah. which sounds really endearing, but I just can't can't do it yet. I understand. It did also recommend to me Hot Ones streaming also on HBO Max, which is interesting. That's amazing. Uh, Good for you, uh, Sean. Sean Evans. Uh, whatever. Evans. He hosts the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. Uh, so, Dude, yeah, good. Homie with some of the best interview questions I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, listener, watch Hot Ones. <laughs> it's a good show. Like every guest is like, what the, how the fuck? How, how did you, you know, know that? that? <laughs> it's great. How did it's you know incredible. this about me? And then have like a profound <laughs> question to ask me while I am also scarfing down hot sauce called Da Bomb. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> called chocolate reaper you know like what the fuck am i what the fuck am i doing um yeah it's uh anyway lots of good wrecks uh on on uh this epi i don't know are we, are we is it ranking time have we done it it's ranking time yeah let's rank it it's rank. Is gonna i'm gonna time. rank it i'm there baby i'm gonna rank it <laughs> i'm gonna rank it all right uh, so this is uh i'm just assuming this is a high ranking end tag first, right? yeah bumper first um, Here's my thoughts on the end tag for this, okay. right? This end tag only works as an extension of this episode. Fair enough. Show enough. Right? So yeah. many of these end tags are so good that you get something more from... I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot so of the different. season six ones so are that way, though. A lot of the season yeah. six ones are like. I mean, just looking at like our top ones. You know, Big Hand Dad number three, Yakuza Zero <laughs> number six. Um, okay, you know what? Wait a minute. Guy who goes to Jeff's gym, pile of bullets and cocaine. You know, a lot of these are just extensions yeah. of the episode. All Portuguese right. Gremlins. Well, you know what? I love Portuguese Gremlins. Wait. Yeah. I would put this. Which one's Yakuza Zero? That's the, the, the texting number that the dean's been texting the whole time. Yes. Okay. I yeah. I'll I'll put this as my new six. I think this is Woo. above Yakuza Zero and just below Portuguese Gremlins because I I can't possibly bring Portuguese Gremlins out of the top five. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not going quite that high. No. I I'm looking at like. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm you looking at 12, that. like, the guy that goes to Jeff's gym, which is another one that I enjoy. But I like, could put this one above that one. Yeah, I'm looking in that zone. And below Batman chat. Because that one, it's, that's, it's, that's be, just delightful. It may be above Batman chat, but it's certainly below Cartoon Tone. It can't, no, 100%. it's not. 110%. <laughs> I yeah, may have done some yeah, damage yeah. there. Oh, God. That's one of, oh, it's one of the funniest Fuck, it's so funny. It's really oh, good. Oh, man. And it, it does that. <laughs> so put it so in, uh, put it 12. 12? Yeah, put it below Batman chat. I love it. Yeah. Um, Briggs Hatton. <laughs> incest. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Briggs Hatton incest. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Sorry, my man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. I don't know you. I like this episode you wrote. <laughs> So Good wait, on do, you. do we think that Briggs Hatton actually wrote that bumper too, or do we think sure. someone else wrote it and said it We're could also definitely be like a like <laughs> Dan Harmon staring at a man as he writes this? You know what I mean? It could be either of those things. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. And I am honestly fine with either. But as yeah. a writer's assistant <laughs> on Community, he would have to do the research like this. You know what I mean? Like he he would have to. 
if they need a topic looked up, that is the job of a writer's assistant. So he, it's probably also Wait, true. so Briggs Hatton was typically a writer's assistant? Sure, there's something that happens on... But they, a, but they uh, actually give him the writer's credit for this. Well, that happens... Um, you... Not an uncommon thing, right? Uh, no, it is, it is in fact very common in this cat. It, it is practice, you know. Um, you are not like a full time writer, but they give you one episode as a writer's assistant. It's like Sometimes, a, it's generally, like an internship, it's almost. Yeah, it's like an internship with like, hey, at the end of it, if you do a good job and, you know, we like you, like, you'll get writer's credit on an episode. Um, right. And uh, so, so that happens. Um, <laughs> he said, here's what I'm going to do for my episode. Uh, <laughs> incest and then at the end the very end of the episode for the bumper i'm gonna let everyone know that i know you know (laughs) i'm aware (laughs) uh yeah i just think it's funny i think i one of the instead of like him backing away from it it's doubling down (laughs) yes exactly it's brilliant yeah it's uh, really good stuff i also we forgot to mention it uh because there's a lot going on but i love that like chang is the one who gives like a rousing speech it is (laughs) like great it's you against the world, goes, and you it. will not win. This is about me. Yeah, it's funny. He's learned nothing, uh, but it's it's very it's very funny. Um, yeah, good shit. Uh, also, the reason that Danny Pudi does not appear on camera is because he was filming a pilot for another television show. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, it was it was uh, powerless. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Just I just want everything to be Mythic Quest. Nope. Hey, that show got renewed. Yeah, for two more seasons. We're all very We're happy. Three and four. Okay, I sorry. finally. That's one of my next watches. Yeah, I watched it's it so earlier this month in like a week, which is ra- rare so for me. And I just like cruise. It's so. How many seasons is it? Two. There's like oh, and it's a it's a comfy twenty episodes. Minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comfy thirty minute episode. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, you'll you slam can it. Churn it. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll absolutely shut slam it. Let's go. Yeah. No, Maybe it'll be talking about be Mythic Quest next. Yeah, I was. I I'm, it's. It's so a bracket possible. You know what yes. I mean? Oh, not to mention the bracket. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. <Uh-oh. laughs> um, uh, it's a possibility. We're looking Check at Chekhov's bracket. Chekhov's bracket. Will it come back? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, <laughs> but uh, here, uh, the answer is we haven't decided. But um, let's rank this episode. So this is up there for me, obviously. Oh yeah, this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a big. This is the best one so far from this season. Really? You think so? Okay. Well, what's well, the that current would... top contender for this season? The current top contender is advanced safety features at number eleven. And that one is Honda. 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 Which you is know, like, here's the deal. Uh-huh. That's a great episode. I think this just. Just eeks? Just, Just eeks. eeks. It's not top 10. I'll give this the 11th spot. Yeah. Because I don't top think we're is... allowed to breach the top 10 at this point, honestly. There, I mean, the series finale might. I'll say it. I think it has potential to. Because that's a great fucking episode. And a great final episode of Community. I think it's possible. Not guaranteeing anything. But I think it, it, it's well, not sure, optimal. yeah. We'll do that next week. Or yeah, actually, not course. next week. The week after. Because I'm a stinky baby and I have plans. That's okay. I mean, we could also look at another day, possibly. Also true. Yeah. I have no obligations my, at this point. My schedule is more free than it once was. <laughs> so, yes. The restaurant uh, I work at just closed. 
No, no. But more time for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> um, I'm now unemployed. I'm going to get really into uh, making artisan beers in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a garage, that is. <laughs> yes, of course. If I had, this is where I, I would put my garage. If I had one, and this is where I would keep my trophies. If I had them. If I had them. Uh, we all have memes, don't we, kids? Um, okay, but I would actually put this at eleven. <laughs> okay, eleven. Uh, I don't think it beats out geothermal escapism. No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't beat that one, but I would I would put this above advanced safety features. I think they're both right at that same pocket for me because advanced safety features. I mean, alone Frankie's fucking speech is of course just <laughs> a glistening spire of the other to like most transcendent monologue of of right. this season, right? Uh, yeah. And then the other one is. But I think is this Elton. one is just slightly more. There's something about it, like like you were saying. As far as those, like, mockumentary episodes go, which is, like, usually the best fucking episodes of this whole show, and do it better than the mockumentary TV shows that are out there, yeah. this is, like, one of the best. And, uh, yeah, I feel pretty confidently that I'm going to say the new 11. Love a spicy hot take. I'm sorry. I just have to point out that Chase just described something as a glistening spire. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's only hey. so many things that can be described in that way. Hey, girl. Like a, like hey, a... girl, want to come back to my place and see my glistening spire? <laughs> no! <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, also, no. the only other thing it could be referencing is, like, the tower of meat that they cut for your fucking for shawarma. hero. For your <laughs> yeah. shawarma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh, the only God. other glistening spire. But they're both made of meat. Like Honestly. romantic about it. Although to be fair, that that spinning little little thing of meat is pretty romantic. That I is... could I could go for either glistening spire at this exact moment. <laughs> could just really might go on Grubhub, order a glistening spire. Um, no. That's not good. what I meant. I meant you know you. I don't care what you meant, Jace. My brain is infantile. We're well past what you meant. Uh, <laughs> again, an, an imperfect villain, imperfect villain like story. Yeah. At the very end, the villain is like, "This is not what I meant. I never meant for it to be like this." I didn't mean for perfect. it to go this way. I just wanted all the knowledge in the universe. I just wanted to fucking pwn my co-host. Oh, no, I didn't mean for this. I didn't mean... But that's the moment when you can redeem yourself, right? Where you can walk it so, all like, back so, and so, sacrifice Do I yourself. have a career in, like, being an insult comic? I never thought I could. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Um, there's so... Yeah. There's a dying breed. I say get it. I say go for it. I say I mean, you become an insult... Triumph the insult comedy dog, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you and Jeff Ross are keeping the fucking business alive. Uh, who's, Jace, who's you, the, he said, the, Jace said who? The insult comic. You were just in a naturally destructive mood tonight. Who? And Jeff just fucking, who? Somewhere Jeff, Jeff Ross just, just like exploded. Up. Somewhere Jeff Ross just like turned into I ash. Know he is. 
Oh, uh, man. Well, he is the insult comic. If you want to get Got into it. insult comedy, you will meet him at some point. See, um, I never thought about insult comedy, but now y'all are making me think that I should. But I feel like Jace getting into insult comedy in 2021 is like that fucking line from the pilot of The Sopranos <laughs> where you're like, I feel like I'm coming in at the end of something. I feel like I feel, I feel like, like the like... best days of this industry are behind me. <laughs> I just imagine... Yeah, I just you said Jace doing this in 2021, and then I just imagined someone going, Oh, I got bingo! <laughs> uh, that was the one on my 2021 bingo card. <laughs> someone in the back of the classroom really goes, Wait, that's my bingo! Bingo! Uh, oh, fantastic. Uh, we got Anybody fight. else want to help me <laughs> rank an episode? Rank this episode! Oh, <laughs> no. I say it's, just, I I say it's just below. I say it's just below advanced Advanced features. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love so, to be a tiebreaker. Eleven or twelve, Kevin. That. Mm, so I'm looking. I have. I have. When I have children, I will have two children. One of them will be named Frankie's monologue, and one of them will be named Elroy's monologue. <laughs> and I now this. need to choose between okay, my children. If you have two kids and name them Frankie and Elroy, I will kiss you on the mouth. Okay, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's actually, that's pretty good. And whoever, you know, I am co-parenting these children with, uh, I won't let them in on the bit. And then one day they'll be like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? (laughs) Uh, shit. Shit. 11 or 12, choose your fate. I know, I know. I have to choose my fate. I know, I know. Um, I, oh, Honda, when, when Rick cries a single tear onto the Honda logo on his steering wheel, or in this, in this episode, when Eric Charles Nielsen plays Garrett's twin brother Bones <laughs> in a bad wig and army jacket. Oh, <laughs> It's so stupid. I love it. So stupid. I am going to give this one the edge, and I will say it's the number eleven. The beginning of the episode. I will. I will give this one the edge. The new number eleven. There we go. S six e twelve. Wedding videography, which means we. I think so. And, uh, oh, hey, we're, we got some people not going to be too happy about this. Uh, what was jumped just bumped from the top 20 cooperative calligraphy, the Annie's Pen episode, just bumped out of the top 20. Um, wow. Everyone will be very chill about this, I'm sure. Um, well, when no you see the care. list of the episodes that are in I front know. of it, you're like, I can't say. Honest, can't most of their issues bad. are going to be with our season six placings. <laughs> I think we place these yeah. higher than anyone else, and uh, I simply don't care. Don't talk to me. Don't. I really like season six. So talk to me. Every so often, a new person will follow us on Twitter, and I'll post the rankings, and they'll be like, these rankings are weird. I'm like, oh, are you fucking, you're new here, I guess? You're uh anyway are you new here i guess you're new here this is is it i'm sorry we used science to rank these i'm sorry it's a completely mathematical formula and is not subject to debate um because art is rigid you idiot i ask that you not at me um (laughs) there's no there's no subjectivity here all objectivity none Um, 
None. Uh, perfect. So uh, I'm going to plug these into the rankometer calculation machine uh, while you two give us your wonderful plugs. Oh, whoa. Caleb, you got anything? Yeah, uh, the podcast that I did with my grandma about Halo. I'm finally, like, wrapping up, finishing it. Yeah. And I'm going to start reposting the first, the, the, our intro, and then our first and second episodes. Uh, the first will starting tomorrow and then Friday. And then after that, it's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays so that we can get all the way through Halo, not through the season entirely. The last four episodes will be about Destiny because um, they're also made by Bungie, who made the first four Halo games. Um, <clears throat> first episodes? First five Halo games. Um, what? <laughs> you say episodes? Yeah. Are the games divided into episodes? No, 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 no. My grandma and I did a podcast covering the Halo games. Oh, game. episodes it's of the podcast. I don't know podcast. why my brain yeah, yeah. had episodes of the game, and I went, wait, what am I not? Yeah, it's an, it's an episodic series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. There are episodes uh, 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 in Halo 4, but it's in a co-op mode called Spartan Ops. It was also very good. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to start doing those Wednesday, starting this week, Wednesday and Friday, and then every week until it's done on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So this is a little bit of me being almost done. This is a little bit of me being like, I'm just going to start posting them so that if I don't finish, I'll hate myself. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, outside of that, do I have anything else to plug? Ooh. No, I don't think I do. Oh, there'll be an episode of uh, the Nerdy Bit Show coming out this week, too. Uh, we talk about fun games. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, what? yeah. First time I hearing love that. This. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Oh my god, I never would have known that. What the whoa, fuck? that's so crazy. Everyone's like, "Wait, what? You? What the fuck?" A nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I also don't really have any plugs. I don't know. I guess I could do my normal, like, follow me on Instagram or Twitter, or whatever at J A C E N Z I E V Jason Ziv. Uh, there's, there, they, it's, it's Ziv. Ziv. Yeah. And cool. I've only you... been fucking that up in my head, not out loud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been fucking it up. I'll ever say my last name. It's Ziv. Um, and it's, it is, it's like, they're alternate, uh, pronouns. If you don't want to use they and them, you can also use Jace or Ziv. You know, whoa. Either of those are also totally valid as pronouns. I like those as pronouns as well. Just call Ziv me by went my name. That way. And, yeah. I love being called Ziv. Ziv is actually a really fun one for me. So that's that's the joke. My my handle is Jason Ziv. It's like, okay, what are my pronouns? Jason Ziv. Hey. So yeah, follow that if you feel like it. That's the same for my Instagram and for my Twitter. And um, um... <laughs> the, the resonance that came off of your microphone. <laughs> my brain was like, uh. Yeah, that was uh, ASMR. Um, yeah, I got that. That's all I got for you today. I'm I'm having a great time playing Horizon Zero Dawn and living my best little queer life. Hell oh, yeah. yeah! Shoot them dinosaurs! Oh, it's so much fun. I'm having a blast. It's on my list. I'm 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 in a Dragon Quest well right now, but one day, one day. Yeah, this, this is this is taking over my life and time. I'm not tackling anything on my list. I am just tackling things as they come out. Because it is the fall, and for some reason the game industry hasn't discovered that releasing everything at the same fucking time means that people just can't get to your shit. Why does every industry do this? It's the fucking worst. Like, 
There's what so is many everything? things released because they August want you because it's, it's the Christmas gift thing. It's like, yeah. but more people will buy it if you release it in March when nothing's coming out because you'll be the only thing. PlayStation has nailed this. The Last of Us, both versions came out in May and July. Uh, God of War, March. Yep. Horizon Zero Dawn, fucking March. Those games sold like gangbusters because nothing the fuck else was out. And Far Cry thinks it still has to fight with 12 other games. Homie, if people like it, they'll buy it. Release it in July and let people fucking save money. I That's my soapbox. I'll step down. I got so mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a valid argument. I like that argument. That's a good one. I hate that's it. That's true. I hate it. It used to, yeah, you know, uh, all art industries used to put a lot less pressure on early performance. Yep. Like, it it used to. Hey, guess what? Opening weekend box office used to not be shit to anybody. But <laughs> now it's everything. And uh, the same thing happened to every industry. And God help you in comics and books where it's about pre-orders. <laughs> where, like, they haven't even fucking bought the game yet. Um, so it's just, it's, 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 uh, I, 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 I don't think it's sustainable. And I don't think it helps really good art of any medium. It's obviously good art of what? every medium still stands the chance of rising. We obviously know that. But it's You're not a system us that through capitalism. We've commodified art in an inefficient way. That's crazy. You know how I know? many how many games, comics, movies, and books are so good, but get buried under other things that launch in close proximity, or get buried under marketing being like, well, first week it wasn't good. The number of movies I've missed by like six months and then watched when they came onto Netflix and been like, oh yeah. my god. The number of games that I see in a Steam sale, I'm like, I did want that. I'll check it out. And then I'm like, what the fuck? This is my game of the year, but it's six months after my game of the year awards. Shit. It's yeah. it's absurd. It's frustrating. It's yeah, so it's, frustrating. It's uh it's absolutely absurd. And you know, but that but therein lies the value of critics, professional and otherwise. And uh or or, you know, you know, like the YouTube fan critic as well, like uh, uh, these champions of these specific games or movies or shows that like eventually spread the word around enough that like, uh, for instance, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, who done nobody gave a fuck about when they first started coming out, could then slowly roll into incredible franchises but if we had canceled them when no one was fucking watching them we wouldn't have had same thing um, happened with beetlejuice on broadway it, beetlejuice opened up on broadway it didn't do super super hot when it first opened and then it kind of word of mouth got around and it, there was a tiktok trend related to it blew up and by the time that um it uh was starting to be really big was uh the company that uh, owned the theater had already made it official that they were going to kick them out for a different show to come in because their opening uh statistics their opening stats weren't high enough yeah. um they've since they're coming back to broadway because there was such a high demand and they followed through with it but like one of those things is if it doesn't do well right away they've literally contracted in that they can just be like well okay that's fine get out Right. We want something more profitable right now. It's like, damn, right. like let a, let a show breathe. Yeah, and it just seems like, you know, many systems, you know, uh, comics is something that I obviously follow, and, like, mm -hmm. so many series are dead before they've even come out because, like, 
they don't have a big name creator and they're not about fucking Batman. So like they don't get a lot of pre-orders and no one has had the chance to fucking read them to be able to say, Hey, this is pretty good. (laughs) So more people should read this. Also like, now you can correct me, Kev, because you have more experience in this, but like people that work at comic book shops don't often like to push pre-orders because like if comic book purchasers have one fucking habit, it's that they order things and then never come fucking get them, and then the shop is stuck with a bunch of fucking stuff. No, that is a that is a huge issue with the comic book industry. The thing that my personal comic book shop that I worked at, Forbidden Planet, does is that like we don't do pre-orders. When something is like solicited, you can add it to your pull box. Like you are already a dedicated customer that picks up regularly. Um, True. But they saw the downfalls that would happen to other comic stores and like people wouldn't come by for months and months of pre-ordering these books and then never actually show up because you're not actually putting any money down up front which like you know i think there's a lot of issues the shop is (laughs) right exactly the shop is pre-ordering all this and that's one of the Mm. issues with the fucking industry is that like a shop has to guess how many people want to buy this comic and by the time they realize how many people do or don't want it they either have too much or too little you know it's it's and there's very few guarantees in in that industry and you know i have i have issues with games pre-ordering as well but at least when you go into gamestop and pre-order a game you're putting down some money up front (laughs) you know um or like if you're pre-ordering on the fucking playstation network you're putting it all down up front you know um, right. at least at, at least the systems in place are and obviously the PlayStation digital network is not worried about having too many copies of Horizon Zero Dawn anyway yeah. but you, you understand what I'm saying anyway um, uh, art systems are messed up and uh, unfortunately it is all based on money which is why every single industry is just the same IP over and over and over again <laughs> welcome to the metaverse right which is why i like to come onto this podcast and push <laughs> and push other things you know things that it's it's easier to skip over than you know your new x property of any of any medium uh where it's sure. like well no one needs me to tell you to go see shang chi your mind was made up before <laughs> before i ever came in and, and would tell you about it uh but mm-hmm. french dispatch need some more eyes and and last duel and last night in soho need more need my help <laughs> to to yeah. to push them up over the with my comparably small that's draw. why i write about games like sable and far the lone sales and florence little bitty games and if you didn't know about sable is that one with the really saturated colors right yes yeah, yeah that if you had not said something about sable i would have never known about it and that looks absolutely stellar i can't wait to play that Oh, hey, there's another shout-out. My review for that's out. Go check it out. It's on nerdybiz.com slash red. Pew, pew. Um, Yeah, it's good as hell. Anyway, I don't have any new plugs. Patreon.com slash tvskevin. tvskevin.substack.com. I promise I got stuff coming out for y'all. It's just, you know, I'm going through it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And, uh, you know, I'm back to... I'm working full-time, and I'm starting to do dog-walking part-time again, and it would be great to have to do less of that if you went over to patreon.com slash tvskevin for as little as $1 a month. Um, I got a bunch of stuff over there for you. You can have it. And, uh, you know, I uh, can't believe I'm about to say this. 
But we'll be back next week with the last episode of Community. <laughs> like, like, we'll have done it. Yeah, That's crazy. The great work will be finished <laughs> next week. We can fucking phone it in uh, if we want to. It will be done. And yeah. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how to feel about that. Nope. I don't know. Oh, uh, I will say I'm very glad I did it with you two, uh, goobers. Uh, it's hey. been a it's been a fun ride. I've made you angry uh, along the way, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know it's uh, it was a great time. I regret nothing. And um, <laughs> with the arm sawing with, off your arm with again the, with the butter knife, I had to. I just had to get one last in. You know what I mean? You didn't. You got. I you really got one did. Last one. I really did. I had to get that one last one going. Um, yeah. Let's check off. Yes, Chekhov's, Chekhov's arm sawing. Go. And, uh, oh, I cut through. Go. Oh, I did it. Oh, I did it. I have one arm left. Um, and, and, uh, although not technically Chekhov's pun, that was a pun about Chekhov. Womp. Womp. <laughs> pop. Pop. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also with you. Do I finish? Do I finish the song this episode? So close. So close. Oh, I'm so close. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What just happened? I just Sorry. coughed. It just oh, coughed. yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a, it was the fairy from Zelda, and also me coughing. Hey, listen. Moonlight, leading glass and healing needles, amputated hearts are never whole. Too bright, dreamy. The screaming seagulls feed on parts of me I keep alone. Oh, 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 take off your boat, let me go away. Uh, but I am, of course, I am dog sitting here in Manhattan, uh, New York City. And, uh, you know, as uh, I, I have recently, uh, not unrelated to you been revisiting uh one of the classic manhattan set television shows which is of course gossip girl uh because none of the none of these uh, people yes. live in queens none of none of no one on gossip no. girl lives in harlem they are in the heart of manhattan usa listen dan gets made fun of just for living in brooklyn so no, no one's right. no one's gonna be going to queens yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah, if if God, <laughs> the fucking those rich goddamn assholes are like, oh, I can't believe, can't believe you live in the really nice parts of Brooklyn. Ugh, God. Uh, but and yet I love them. Yet I find them so compelling. I. Oh, who yeah. can say why this might be? Oh, I mean, it's just uh, it's. It's it, just everything. Gorgeous everything people I'm not behaving badly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> I don't even like view it as like you know uh, as they say lifestyle porn or anything. It's not as if I want to be in mm -hmm. the exact spaces that these characters are. But there is something 
lifestyles of the rich and the famous. There's just something so t tantalous and debaucherous uh, about <laughs> about these these rich teens and their the horrible things that they get up to. Yes, and you say gorgeous, and that cannot be understated. One of the hottest things of all for my money. I've been, been saying it for years that this, everyone is just so attractive in this cast. Pound for pound, it's really difficult to think of a more attractive cast. Um, to the point where I might not be able to. And we are, of course, talking about a television show that has, <laughs> you know, certainly a beautiful cast of its own. But... The cast of Community, I think, still looks like human beings, whereas yeah. whereas the cast of Gossip Girl are some other race of people. They are they are they are like the oh what oh god damn it it's slipping me. I could have had a good reference, but you know in Norse mythology where Freya is like not human, she's from a different group, the Aesir. You know, like these the the Gossip Girl clan are like they're not they're not people as you and I would understand them. Yeah, I was actually just listening to another uh, Gossip Girl podcast, and they were saying Whoa. like these these people are so attractive that it doesn't even like register to me that they're like hot. Like, because I know I just would never have a chance with them. It, it's just so out of my <laughs> league that it's just like <laughs> it doesn't so even feel like I'm watching attractive people. It's just <laughs> on another level. I don't even put it on the table. I don't even allow myself the <laughs> the the option of finding them attractive. And I understand I have, that in my have, everyday life. Yeah, I do not have crushes on any of these people because I, they're it's oh. ju they're just too hot for that. Right. I can't even like you know in in the when at the lonely times of night I can't even fantasize about the cast of Gossip Girl because you just like you stop <laughs> yourself. You're like I could. This is too unrealistic. I I'm not I worthy. I'm, I'm not. I'm worthy not worthy. This, even I can't. In my the the and I'm and I'm early in my season one rewatch. Um, and I was one. I was like, "Wow, this is like shot in Manhattan," which I can only imagine was a nightmare. I'm like, "Oh, you actually did film in Central Park." You and maybe this changes a bit after the pilot. Um, but but it it was notable to me. But also really notable to me the guy they have cast as the loser outcast character the the actor that they said this is a guy that everyone skips over is pen fucking badgley <laughs> literally <laughs> literally one of the most attractive people in the world like ever in ever. every other project he is in his thing is being the hottest guy Right? Yes. <laughs> like, um, I haven't seen you, but obviously in oh. Easy A, he is the the hot character that, that our uh, hero, Olive Pendergast, longs to be with, yes. right? Like, he in everything else, he is th the hunkiest possible man. On Gossip Girl, they're like, who's this nobody? <laughs> this who is nobody it? We don't even loser. know who this guy is. And listen, you, you mentioned you, and I, I'm generally anti-stalking and serial killing, but sure. Ben oh, that's good. makes it seem very appealing, I, I must say. But uh, yeah, as far right. as Gossip Girl goes, like this, this is like, this is the loser, and this is who you cast, this 10 out of 10 attractive person. <laughs> and they're also, they're also, uh, making fun of they always make fun of him for like being the poor one and everything and i recently just out of curiosity was looking up uh the net worths of the fictional characters in gossip girl not the actors that play them but the actual characters sure. to see which family was had the most money and of course five out of five was the humphreys but even they it oh, had well. listed estimated worth two to four million 
Like the poor, poor Dan Humphrey slumming it in Brooklyn. <laughs> Two to four million. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I how can you even get by? Like you, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but in New York, I mean, who can get by on two to four million? Um, certainly not me. No, certainly not me. I I need a cool fifteen to maintain my lavish lifestyle, <laughs> and even I cannot afford Manhattan real estate. Um, but yeah, my God, I mean, oof, poor Dan Humphrey. Uh, yeah, like the the two kids of like the washed up. 90s rock star are still like are attending the same like uber private school as people with the last names of like waldorf (laughs) vanderwoodson um yeah it's it's truly it's truly an incredible uh piece of programming honestly i'm I'm just i'm just glad we could uh we could talk about it of course i mean yeah i don't watch gossip girl for its class consciousness (laughs) no no me neither I don't watch it. And it's so different from, like, uh, Josh Schwartz's previous show, of course, was The O.C. I don't know if you're familiar with The O.C. at all. Oh, of course. Yes, okay, great. I would. I had watched Gossip Girl, I think, three times before I ever watched The O.C. And then, I, of course, I watched The O.C. three times just to, you know, just to catch up. Oh, and keep of course. Them, right. Keep them even. But The O.C. is so fun because it's also rich people, but in The O.C., also not quite as rich, I don't believe. They're not quite as rich as the uh, the lavish lifestyles in Gossip Girl. But no. I, I think they made they made like a conscious effort to make the entire cast of the OC likable, and then I think they just went like the complete opposite direction with Gossip Girl. Like none of these people, because the OC they were yes, uh-huh. uh, Ryan gets adopted into a rich family, but everyone is just is relatable in Gossip Girl. No one is supposed to be relatable. I mean, they're not even like they're they have each have their likable moments, but for the most part, they're not a very likable bunch. Like you could easily no. be rooting against them at any time, but. And I think just I really think like that's what they were going for. And, it, and that's just what makes it so fun. It's just such like a an abrupt shift from from the O.C. Absolutely. Right. Because the O.C. I mean, yes, it is, of course, lifestyles of the rich and the famous as well. Like it's just California instead of instead of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you still have our main character. What, Ryan? I want to say Ryan. Um <laughs> He he notably in like the first or second episode says like you know what I like about rich kids and he like hits someone and he's like nothing, <laughs> nothing. you know like it's a, it, it had that it had that skew and there was something maybe about you know Adam Brody and and the other characters that felt they they were relatable they were likable you liked hanging out with them you wanted them to succeed mm-hmm. and I perhaps Josh Schwartz just tired of that. You know, having to write empathetic characters that we like hanging out with. So for seven seasons of Gossip Girl, just said, I am going to write just the <laughs> the the easiest people in the world to root against. But you will be compelled by that. You will want to see what their what their next uh, triumph or failure might be, but not because you like them. <laughs> Yes, and I famously could not get enough of it. Like my my claim to fame is that the first time I watched Gossip Girl, it took me only four weeks to do it. There was it was during a a winter break period, so I had all the time in the world. I was like one sure. of you know two or three people still on campus while everyone else had gone home for winter break, and I was I've been there. I, I was literally having you know fourteen hour days where I would be just watching fourteen episodes of Gossip Girl in a row, pulling all nighters, staying up till you know one p.m. the next afternoon because I mean without class, who needs an actual schedule? I mean, and like, what are what were you doing? Like, you know, you you exactly. had to get like, it all done. 
It's like, listen, the one other friend I have on campus isn't getting out of work until like 10, 11 p.m. So let me <laughs> stay up till 1 p.m. watching Gossip Girl, then sleep until 10 p.m. And then I'll and then we can hang out when I wake up. And, and then we can hang out. And then when, you know, you need to go to bed because you have work tomorrow. Not me. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> is, me the, that is the ideal me. schedule, I think. I think so. I truly like I uh, even during semesters, I was staying up until the sun came up. Not absolutely. Not because I, I I was I like I'm not saying this as like a point of pride or anything, but it's not like I was partying. It's it's not <laughs> like I was, you know, uh uh doing keg flips or anything like that. I was simply just watching stuff. Yeah, <laughs> or, I mean I had such a list of stuff that I would still try to watch and keep up with watching. And this was even before I got like really into podcasts and had a look list of podcasts i also need to listen to throughout the day but i it got to the point where my sleep schedule was so messed up i could not like even when i was home i could not go to bed before 5 a.m like i just physically could not and sometimes i'd just be laying in bed not falling asleep until like six or seven o'clock in the morning and even if i had like an 8 45 a.m class the next day this is where all of my great napping came into play i'd go to class i'd take like two naps throughout the day just like in between classes and then just you know again just not be able to fall asleep that night yeah. what uh, I'm not complaining. That's I think that's my preferred way of living. Yeah, I think if I did not have a work schedule, you know, if I was if I was living simply on like writing deadlines or something like that, that's what I would do. I would still do it. <laughs> I would still uh, uh, sleep as chaotically as I please. Yeah, you know, right now my uh, my schedule during the week is seven to twelve thirty. So I'm leaving at twelve thirty, getting home before one. That's like prime napping time right there. That's some sweet nap time. That's I have to re I have to reacquaint myself with the art of napping. Yeah, that's absolutely that's that is the nap sweet spot right absolutely. there at like the or just after lunch, early afternoon. At, at solar is. noon. Yeah, solar noon is <laughs> um, that's a crisp nap. Um, and this is of course uh, the interview portion of advanced community studies. Um, and uh, I am I am finally joined, long time uh, pod pal. Uh, uh, host of the uh, aforementioned Lonely Boys uh, podcast, Matt Gagan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am very excited to be here to talk about community. As you mentioned, we've never really uh, podcasted together one-on-one, but Mm -hmm. we've, you know, been guests on the same podcast. We've met each other quite a few times, and we both have a shared love of, you know, many of the same television shows. We could probably talk for hours about the TV shows. Uh, that we watch, but I, I I don't believe I've ever talked about uh, community like this in podcast form. So I am I am very very excited to do that. I don't even I don't even listen to community podcasts because community to me is the one thing that is like too beloved in my heart. Whereas if I listen to a community podcast and start disagreeing with the takes that the people are saying, I will get angry and just have to throw my phone across the room. Yeah, we don't like that. Yeah, I shy away from that. I'm just like listen. I know enough about a community. I- I'm talking about it all the time. I don't need to listen to the podcast, but very excited to talk about it on a podcast. That's completely fine. Uh, there, <laughs> you you do not have to listen to to every show that you guest on. I think it's completely fine. Um, and I do understand that where like um, you because you have such deeply felt opinions or beliefs about this thing, hearing contrary one, and then you start to like think about them while you're watching it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I don't. This is this is getting in the way. I often like to watch very long YouTube videos about things that I know nothing about um, so that I, I cannot disagree. I'm like, oh, this does seem interesting. 
Yeah, and that me too, because I think with a lot of other things and a lot of other TV shows even, it's like if I listen and uh, they either start, you know, saying stuff that I never knew about or saying stuff that I disagree about. I'm like, I disagree, but they're smarter than me on this topic. So, you know, I, they're, they probably know what they're saying. I'll defer to them for now. I'll take their word on it. Yeah, uh, they seem to know uh, what they're talking about. Absolutely. And um, yes, uh, but yes, you and I, we we share similar friends. We've guested on similar Avatar slash Survivor podcasts. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, at our last uh, party, you and I were talking about our Mount Rushmore of television. And I don't think either of us maybe fully <laughs> put one together. Because um, I know mine, it's like Community and Lost. And then... It, the other two are are negotiable. There's so many shows I love. I don't know what the other two would firmly be in there. Certainly, there's nothing that is as like rock solid as as Community or or Lost for me. Yeah, for me, the the two obvious ones are Community and The Office for me. And it seems like mm-hmm. almost cliche at this point to be like a big Office fan because everyone in the world is at this point. But let me tell you something. I was there first. All right, guys. I was. I was watching The Office as a little middle schooler, you know, before anyone even knew what it was. So I, I can put it in my Mount Rushmore. Let me just tell you that much. That's right. As far as the other two spots, like, it, it seemed, it would seem pretty easy to put Survivor up there. But I, you know, I, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to put shows in my all-time like TV rankings until they've finished their runs. Uh huh. Because uh, you might have a thing with Survivor where the last, you know, eight seasons have almost been unwatchable to a point. So, you know, <laughs> don't know by the end of Survivor's run if I would even put it in my Mount Rushmore. So, And that's what happened to, you know, like The Simpsons or something like that, where it's like, well, there are seasons of The Simpsons that I would that I would put in here. But like, can I put it on my Mount Rushmore when half of it is now like of no interest to me, you know? Yeah, and I think if you were if like you were talking to someone and they said uh, that Simpsons is in their Mount Rushmore, I think it's just kind of like understood at that, this point that they only mean like the first ten seasons or however many before it started going downhill. Like no, no one, no yeah. one thinks that anyone is like still a diehard, you know, season thirty-seven Simpsons fan or whatever they're in right now. For sure, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll, my, my window of good Simpsons, I think, extends a little bit further than some people's, where I'm like, oh, you know, you keep going to, like, season 15 or whatever, I think we're still doing, like, good stuff, it's not, it's not the prime stuff, but still, most episodes are still very, very funny, but, yeah, yeah, once you get to (laughs) anything past the Simpsons movie, really, is like, okay, I think, (laughs) I think we've, I think we've crossed some sort of some sort of and I had seen the Simpsons here. movie, although I was never a Simpsons TV watcher. I did, I did hmm. see the movie in theaters. Wow, what'd you think? I liked that Green Day was in it. Well, what's that? What was that time? It's just Green Day, and there's not even really like a joke about them. They're just there. <laughs> yeah, they're just there. <laughs> they're just kind of there, which became a problem on the Simpsons later on, where it's like, oh, we know we no longer have a joke about the guest star. It's just like, and Stephen Colbert is here, and it's like, well, what's he doing? I don't know. He's he's here. We we got him, Stephen Colbert. We drew him like The Simpsons. It's like, wait, <laughs> thanks. Uh, perfect. But yes, community. Um, so so uh, standard question for uh, guests. What what? Tell me a little bit about your community journey. Um, how did you come to the show? Oh man. Well, how long do we have? Because I feel like I could talk about this for like. Because I like vividly remember each step of my community journey, what I was doing each season of it. But I'll try to give you the short version. Um, I, of course, was a big uh, The Soup Watcher back in the day. 
starring Joel McHale, of course, or hosted by Joel McHale. And one one episode at the end, he said, and also, here's a little sneak preview of a new show that I'm going to be in, Community. And I saw the, the clip that, uh, you know, from the pilot, obviously. Um, and it didn't really make me laugh at all. But I was like, okay, Joel McHale, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched it back when it was Thursdays at 9.30 instead of Thursdays at 8. And I watched the first few episodes and I was like, okay, this is fine. But it didn't really click with me at first. And then I'm not sure when exactly it happened over the first season, but I stayed loyal to it. You know, it was in a it was a, in a good spot, you know, right before Parks and Rec in the office once it moved to uh, 8 p.m. So I was watching it every week. And at a certain point, you know, by the end of the first season, I was like, oh, okay, I am really into this show now now i need to start telling other people to watch this and then by the time season two came along at some point i was just like oh something something big is happening here this is actually more than just a show i enjoy this is my favorite show and i don't think it's even close at this point with any other show i was i was like literally forcing other people to watch i was you know asking my my mom to get me the uh the seasons of community on dvd every christmas so that i could watch them and listen into the commentary on every episode and do the bonus features and everything like that and then uh by the time but by, by the time season three came and uh they went through like their first hiatus towards the middle of season three I, I knew i was uh like this was more than just like a fandom this was like not my 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 personality but just just like this is <laughs> this is like part of my identity this community because uh so uh season three goes on hiatus and i had never done any anything to this point i had like a friend that was like a big islanders fan and he was always like tweeting like rants and tirades and doing posts and i was like why do you care it's just, it's literally just like a sports team who cares this is you're you're such an insane person for doing this and then community goes on hiatus and i am doing my own just like 15 <gasps> tweets in a row cursing out nbc like this this is unacceptable at nbc you will have to answer for you for your mistakes i don't know what i was going to do to nbc there was there's nothing i could do but uh, and but then uh, I think I finally understood uh, that that side of things where I, th- this was now me. I, I finally had something that I felt strongly enough to be uh, to be doing 15 tweet threads about how it's unacceptable that this this show might get taken off the air. And then by the time, you know, the latter seasons, four, five and six, this is, you know, this is me. Everyone knew I was the community guy. I was telling everyone to watch. I had successfully gotten all of like a lot of my friends to watch. I was doing rewatches with everyone. Everyone I'd like every time I'd like visit someone else in their college, I'd bring my DVDs along with me and we had some downtime. Like, let me like, like I was a, like, like I was preaching gospel or something. I'd be like, have you, have you accepted a community into your life yet? If not, let's uh, find an Xbox, plop in the first DVD and let's get going. Cause you're going to love it. I got everyone into it during, you know, breaks. I was having friends over. We were doing rewatches in school, like season five. I remember every Thursday, all the friends that I'd gotten into it, we just, all go into the common room and watch together season six i was setting my alarm just in case i'd fall asleep to wake up at 3 a.m so i could watch the episode on yahoo's screen which was the <laughs> world's worst platform to watch anything on oh but my I, God. I did it unusable website yeah and then we, and then uh, yeah i've watched it a couple times since then i believe um i have now watched through the entire series i think eight times i think i've watched it wow eight times my most recent uh being last year when i forced my mom to watch it with me and that's that's my whole story i I really no you laid it out and that was that was not that was not particularly long and i like that there's uh parallels certainly to my own uh experience of like carrying the dvds around the dorm and you know taking it from from town to town i yeah 
one of my friends when we were leaving for Christmas break, one of my friends came up to me and said, "Hey, do you have uh, the first the first season DVD? Maybe you could maybe you could lend it to me and I'll watch." I was so proud. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is I would, I would <laughs> the love best that thing that's ever me." Yeah, I lent it to him. I never got it back, but it, that was fine. I just bought I just bought another season one. Yeah, that's why I I I gave up loaning out DVDs I've long a, ago. Yeah, I have I have a list of people. If if I lend you something and you give it back, that's fine. If you even one time, if you fail to give me something back, you're on the list, and you never you never get to borrow anything ever again. You never get to borrow anything. I won't. You know, I won't bring it up. It's not a thing. But also, you never get to borrow anything else ever again. I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, and I've had that, you know, with comics and shit and I just, I've, I've never, I've never gotten them back. Um, never loan out anything to a friend that you're, <laughs> that you're not okay with it never returning. Um, but yes, so no, that was good. Um, and I, I also am seeing now, I believe you are wearing a Friday Night Lights, uh, t-shirt, which is another fucking show that is just, <laughs> that is, you know, I honestly, I haven't seen all of it. But that's that has Mount Rushmore potential. That really, what a show! <laughs> if you take out the like the di- disaster second season, oh, I think there's a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> does really affect the good. that does affect the Rushmore a little bit. But you know, Community has that one season that that gas leak season that everyone it does have that one season that is not it's not a, it's not unwatchable. It's good, I think. It's, it's certainly still... not unwatchable, and I think there's three good episodes in it that, to me, feel like uh, community episodes to me. And then the rest are give or take with a couple episodes that, to me, are just unwatchable. I think there's there's two yeah. like unwatchable episodes in all of Community, and, and I think they're both in season four. For me, it's the first and the last episode of that season um, are the ones that I'm like, hmm, sure could skip this. Uh, but you know, I just don't, <laughs> I guess I like torturing myself. Yeah. For definitely, definitely the last episode, it was just an abomination. And then with that episode where, uh, Abed and Troy go to the, the inspector space time convention oh. or whatever. And there's that guy that tries to steal <sighs> Abed away from him. I, I cannot, we're like, just, just, we're just doing everything. I'm sorry. I know we talked about this months ago on this podcast, but just like that episode does everything the community had so carefully avoided doing with Troy and Abed that made us like them so much is that like we had previously done a parody of this storyline where it's like Troy and Abed are interested in the same woman. And instead of it dividing them, they decide to both date her. They decide to, to, to make it work. And it's a great episode. It's a great storyline. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that. Oh God. Uh, but there's a, that's why I have it. I have that one ranked last 110 out of 110. And as you know, I do have all the episodes ranked. I think it was the first big like ranking project that I took on, which I think we do need to talk about because I have seen this list and, and it's not as if our own, you know, cause we rank on this podcast as well. And it's not as if our own ranking list does not have some real, some wild cards in there, you know, does not have some episodes higher or lower than most people would place them. Right. But you got some swings on this list. <laughs> you got, I love it, but you got, so I think the biggest one, the biggest whoa <laughs> on your list is um, the art of discourse, which. Uh, yes, the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild for the art of discourse. Normally they go wild in like a, 
a bad way, in like a torches and pitchforks way. In my time on community Twitter, that is an episode that just gets people's dander up. If you every time I post a a gif of those fucking schmitty kids, it it drives people insane. Um, and you and and I like the episode. I think it's under I think it's underappreciated. I think it's very important for the Jeff and Britta relationship because again. They completely lower and debase themselves for each other, and then one episode later they're fucking. I don't think that's a coincidence, right? Um, and, it, and 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 honestly, that relationship had been dormant for for a while in season one, so it was important to reignite if they're going to have sex in in modern warfare. And um, I think I like the resolution of the Pierce and Shirley storyline in that episode. The Troy and Abed runner is funny, cute. They're doing like college tropes. Um, but I think you have that motherfucker at like number four. That is my that is my fourth favorite episode of all time for the whole show. That's right. Yeah, four. Like like I said, I will uh, take chances to like tweet about how underrated this episode is and how it's mm-hmm. actually a great, great episode of television. Every time I do that, people will say, you know, Maddie, no. What what are you saying? Why are you? What are you? Well, I always doing? agree with you, but <laughs> this I cannot back you up. And that's like it's polarizing because that's the internet. And then, but me and my friends have always loved this episode. Um, the people that, and when I say like, you know, they're like, I was, I was telling you, you know, just recently as everyone can remember my community journey. And I said, sometimes towards the end of season one, I realized, you know, this was a, this was a, this is a great show. And you talk about mm-hmm. the three episodes that they added to the end, the, uh, chicken fingers episode, this episode and the paintball episode. And if I were to say like, oh, it was those three episodes that really hooked me, but one in particular was the one, you know, you'd probably be, oh, of course the paintball episode. No, the chicken finger episode? No, no, no. It is this episode here. The Schmitty episode, as, I, as I'd as i like to call it. Of course. Literally, I told you about the, the friends that during like winter breaks would come over and we would just do community rewatches all the time. If we weren't going in order, this would just be a go-to episode. It is my favorite episode wow. of the first season. Fourth favorite overall. And it's overall. It, it has the most... I don't want to say the most. I'm not going to make that uh, grand statement. But it has one of the most like laughs just per like minute in any... Episode. It's just so stupid. Grandpa Schlipschlap is an all-time line. I am on the ground laughing every time they start saying, like, Schmitty and everything. And then it also has the great um, B story with Troy and Abed as well. Great B story. A classic Troy and Abed doing a bit uh, uh, B story of them doing, like, all the college tropes that the community had so decidedly avoided, right? Um, and and that's all good. You know, if you don't, if you don't set up Boobatron in Art of Discourse, you can't call back Boobatron in Paradigms of Human Memory. You know, you, you like you, it's an important one-two punch um, that is that is necessary. And, and listen, uh, there there may be there may be better episodes, but this one makes me laugh harder than any episode. I don't know what it is. It's just the repeated insult of Schmitty just gets me every single time, and the different variations of it. It feels like, and I think you should leave sketch i feel like it feels like the main kid should be played by tim robinson and i it that that is the vibe that i am getting from it maybe if it you know it's this weird like anti-comedy yes yes it is by the end when they're just like doing it back and forth at each other for hours so so dumb it's like the dumbest this show ever gets and i think that's a good thing that it just has an episode where it goes this dumb and i think with with community fans and i can say this because i'm part of the community fandom so i can speak about my own people like this i think when you are a big 
big community stan even like you are part of this fandom where uh you know you're on all the message boards you were reading all the av mm. club reviews back in the day there is a bit of uh maybe pretentiousness or some kind of holier than thou attitude or like i like good tv and i like these jokes because i get them and you wouldn't because you're a simple-minded uh the big bang theory watcher and the problem with this yeah. episode is that it is so funny and so stupid that it's really going to like the lowest common denominator of people like anyone any idiot could watch this and find it funny and i think some community fans may not want to admit this but they're like no 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 you're you're not allowed to find the things that i find funny i'm better than you so this episode therefore must not be as good as the other episodes because these simpletons can also find joy in it but i think i think it's just hilarious and i think people I'll, i will challenge people if you tell me this is a bad episode i will watch the episode with you and if you don't laugh then okay you, you beat me but people watch this episode and laugh throughout it and be like oh man oh yeah that was really dumb that was terrible i'm like no no yeah. no you laughed which means you enjoyed it so it's actually good and the kids they are annoying right yeah, very they, much like, so. they are intentionally annoying but intentionally annoying is still annoying but this episode is just lousy with like, good gags. It's just like the, you know, when they smash Pierce's guitar and the, the there's just, there's so much good stuff. An image I use all the time of Britta saying, looks like you'll be calling someone daddy soon. I mean, I mean, folks, ladies and gentlemen, the food fight with the freeze frames. Oh uh, like the, It ends in a food fight and an original song about... <laughs> about... <laughs> Not liking studying, yes. liking and then partying. It has, like, yeah, the parody of, of of telling where everyone would end up. The the great uh, setup of the joke that pays off in season five with Britta getting a, a used iPod Nano. Used um, iPod Nano. It's all it's all just coming back to me now. The whole thing where Pierce leads the study group, so now they have to find the new Pierce, and that just sets up so much comedy where no one wants to be the new Pierce. If we need an escape goat. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, that's like the the offhanded thing. We're just she's like two, three, not. Oh yeah, we really do need to. We really do need Pierce. Pierce apologizes to the to not Shirley, the wrong person. What else? Oh, Troy. Jeff Winger, attorney at Troy put mustard. (laughs) Troy put mustard on his pretzel like an idiot before he put it up his butt. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So, folks, I don't know if you're out there. Maybe a reappraisal of. Art of discourses too. Maybe it's time for a cultural reclamation. Maybe it's time for a a Jennifer's body esque uh, reclaiming of the of the art of discourse. O- originally dismissed, but wrongfully so. It is officially the art of discourse season, and everyone should season. be watching it and writing up your reviews about how this was an unsung uh, movie at the time. I guess it's not a movie. You know what? It is a movie. Every episode of Community is a movie in my Everyone has, like, what, five months to get your your 12 years later <laughs> The Art of Discourse uh, 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 messaging ready. So everyone, get, get your pencils out. Uh, but, of course, we are here nominally to discuss um, another very highly ranked episode for you, right? That is how we ended up with you uh, uh, guesting on this particular penultimate episode. Top 20, uh, baby. Top 20. I think we, I mean, uh, let me, let me pull up the ranking sheet. That's just something that I can do. Um, cause it did also get very high for us. And now I want to see, we put it at uh, number 11. So, uh, top All right. 20, even better, even higher than I have it. Top 20 for us as well. Uh, but yes, wedding videography. Um, it, 
what is it that perhaps sticks out to you most about this episode? What resonate? What makes it top twenty material? Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like the the first time I watch it, I I'm a lot higher on uh, season six than a lot of people are, and I think uh, I think you are as well. And I, I was like, I had just been burned the year before with How I Met Your Mother, uh, a show that I was, that I really liked at the time, which probably doesn't hold up now, but we don't need to talk about that. And they murdered me with a terrible last season and the worst episode of television I've ever seen in the finale. So when Community came for the last season, I was like, God, I really hope they stick the landing here. And um, as you've said, I think that the last three episodes are kind of the perfect ending to this show i i think the finale is one of the best finales of all time one of the best episodes of the show of all time but besides that i love that they went back to the paintful well one more time and actually did it justice and not whatever that season yeah. four finale was they they re- had to redeem themselves with that we had to we had to take paintball back and you know we did it you know it's much more low-key it's like very you know they i think they did it they did it right by not trying to top what had come previously yes but let's do another more reserved budgetary <laughs> episode, I think. It works. Yeah, and then with this episode, I think like this is kind of like the perfect penultimate episode. Like we kind of get to see each character's quirks and charms just like one last time before the finale. Uh there's there's not enough Abed because he's behind the camera this time, which is I guess yeah. a necessary evil if you want to do the mockumentary format, which usually does and, work for this show, so yeah. I don't hate that they did it. And he uh, Danny Pudi was just like literally not available. Like he was, he was filming, he was filming the pilot for Powerless. If you recall, okay, yeah, Powerless? and I did watch Power. Yeah, oh, I watched Powerless for Danny Pudi because th- this course. this cast of not course for, is one of the uh, Hudgens. <laughs> yeah, uh, for Vanessa Hudgens too, which I am a very big <laughs> sure, Vanessa sure. Hudgens stan. But th- this ensemble cast, probably you know, my favorite. I may be biased, but my favorite cast of all time. Doesn't matter which season you go to, they're all all-stars um and, and so any of these people that had other projects i would try to keep up with it oh allison brie has four movies in one year okay i guess i'll watch them all guess Gillian Jacobs is, is in something that i don't really want to watch but i will watch it for her um and then danny pooty is in something called powerless with, with vanessa hudgens okay i'll watch it and i hate that he made me watch all 12 episodes of it because i did not like it at all but he was there so i, I suffered through it and was very happy when it got canceled no one did. Uh, allegedly, the version of the pilot they screened at Comic-Con was, like, incredible. Um, and they, like, reshot it. But I also... Interesting. I just don't trust Comic-Con audience reactions to anything. It's such a group of sycophants for brands. I don't trust when someone leaves Comic-Con and says, Oh, this footage looked great. Because I think you're just so high on the experience. It happens with like Sundance Film Festivals, but you know it's not it's not exclusive to to uh, Comic Con nerds. But there's just something about the atmosphere that maybe makes it seem better than it ever was. Yeah, when you, um, when you hear like this film got an eight and a half minute standing ovation at whatever film festival, and then you go see con, it, and you're like, and then you're like, what? And you're like, what? <laughs> Joker? Clerk? <laughs> Clerks two? And, and like power. <laughs> And Powerless really is uh, the Joker of the of the Absolutely, sitcom. yeah, yeah. And you'll be covering uh, that after Community wraps up as well. Yeah, of course, it'd be a very short series. <laughs> is there fucking anywhere on earth you can watch just like all of Probably Powerless? Um, I feel like maybe it's like they scrub from existence. I think it's maybe in like the detritus bin of Peacock. It's behind. It's behind the Peacock paywall, not because they think you want to pay for it. It's because they don't. They don't want you to watch it. 
um, or, or some horseshit like that. Um, but but yes, but wedding videography, right? Except for except for Danny Pudi being largely absent, but he still has like voiceover yeah, yeah. jokes. You, yeah, yeah, you still get those moments with him, and and he does shine in the finale. So it's not like we didn't get exactly. to see him at all. And like he'll, he'll be he's he'll remarkably be big... central too. Absolutely, though. yeah. But as far as this episode goes, I think the setting of a wedding to unintentionally rhyme, I guess, really really allows kind of everyone to have like a good time. Gives them an excuse to get drunk, yeah. to have those pregame moments <laughs> where they're playing those stupid games and and uh-huh. doing all that. And I think like I it it took uh, Danny Pudi out of the episode. I mean, powerless took Danny Pudi out of the episode, but exactly. also the mockumentary format it it allows for some some great moments. I I think there there's stuff that they do, they, and they have a few mockumentary episodes, and I think mm-hmm. they're all good episodes where they you know play with stuff that obviously would get old if they were doing it every episode. But telling uh, um, Annie and Britta to stop looking at the camera, stop jimming at the camera, is always gonna, always going to get a laugh out of me. Plenty of uh, great impressions. Some some Jeff Winger like stand up comedy as he's giving the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, best man toast. Some, I some always stuff. love when they have Jeff do <laughs> like a tight five. Like, it, yes, like, like the, it reminded me of like Meow Meow Beans. beans. <laughs> yes, that's one of my yeah. favorite moments when I guess it's just, Jeff it's just, just Joel doing full soup, you know, like he's just he's letting his <laughs> exactly. old soup out. Um, yeah, that's always good, right? It's just like a good character piece. We're just like letting these characters run wild for 30 minutes so that next time when we have to like do all this emotional track laying if you if you say like if you kind of put into two parts if this was like a two-part finale this first part would be kind of like the funny stuff and then the second part kind of leans more in the emotional stuff exactly um and right and so we like again just the great one two three punch of you know we did our greatest hits we did paintball again and then like okay we're doing one that's just letting these characters be funny just setting them loose and you know like a wedding finale that's pretty common like uh uh end of end of tv show stuff um and then the last finale which has to like be a whole i mean it's the perfect finale for the show community right it's just completely shoved up its own ass it every every character who's on the cast gets a, a moment or two to to shine you know like it's a full the only flaw that people really have with it and i can't fault people for for missing out on this but i also can't fault the show community but there people's big problem is that donald glover is not in it but like he didn't want to do it so That's like, what I'm I like i'm assuming it's not for lack of trying like i'm sure no, they would they love, love donald glover to be there no <laughs> and if he doesn't want to do it at that point you know you so can't, can't do anything about it. You, you can't, can't use old always. footage. You can't. I mean, you, you probably could animate him and come up with some reason why an animated Troy is there, but still wouldn't be able to get the voice for him. Right. And they, you know, it helps um, with the. They give that moment to Abed where he talks about like a TV show needs to be able to get on a boat with LaFar Burton and never come back. It, it's, it adds to the poignance of it. Of like, okay, you know, because it, it wasn't totally impossible that there would have been a Community Season 7 or like a movie right after that. I It obviously didn't happen. But like, okay, we're putting Annie and Abed on a plane. And because Troy didn't come back, this feels permanent because we're not bringing everyone back all the time. <laughs> we, did, we did a Pierce hologram and then we killed him off right after. And we have not brought him back after we killed him off in in any way. 
Yeah, it'd be really hard to come back from this. But I mean, and that's kind of the beauty of it. They like wrap it up so well. And I'm so happy that this was the series finale and not uh, the season five finale was if because it did get canceled. Right. I don't even want to live in that. I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) But for a while, we thought that season five was going to be the last season until like once it got canceled until Yahoo screen saved us. Like really shout out to Yahoo screen for existing solely to give us community season six and then quickly going bankrupt or whatever happened. Uh, thank you for your, thank you for your service because when it, it got announced that it was canceled, I was like, really? So, you know, basic sandwich and basic story. That's like, that's it. Like not to say that they're terrible episodes, like they're not in my you know top 50 even, but this is not how I would want the series to end. So the fact that we got this farewell season and we got these last, you know, three episodes, very, very excited that that happened. Yeah, it's a, a completely uh, smooth discount as as far or dismount as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, we really, really, really stuck it uh, on on uh, that one. I don't know any any other uh, big thoughts about uh, wedding videography. Uh, there's just so many like little lines throughout the episode that make me mm-hmm. laugh. Just kind of like that just seemingly come out of nowhere. Like when Chang is making his big speech and someone just shouts, "Let him finish!" <laughs> like it's they were letting so- me. Finish. <laughs> they they were letting me I know I was being sarcastic come on <laughs> just like when Frankie is like for finally like starting to open up to like Annie and Britta and they just the guys just bash in and go Penny Ray <laughs> that always gets a laugh out of I me. also love how terrible she is at relating to Annie and Britta so I have been working and seeing to my personal affairs <laughs> yeah she has a line before that which I might start using when she's like when they're like, what have you been up to? And she's like, I think you asked me that already. That's what I'm going to start saying when, when people ask me what I've been up to. Like, oh, we, we went over this already. We don't have to do you this You asked me that already. And then, of course, the maybe the most iconic thing that come out of this episode is is that Elroy moment where he's like, there's a man who knows how to marry his cousin. Like, I'm the still funniest. seeing that clip. It's the so... funniest fucking thing in the entire world to me just that whole it's, bit where he's addicted to encouraging white people he's like that man knows how to handle his meatballs or whatever and that man knows what he's doing now that's a container for liquid <laughs> yes he's like, i felt so seen when he's like white people just want to be encouraged they don't it doesn't even matter what for i'm like yeah that's true i do really just want to be encouraged i don't care what they're for. very discouraged and very discouraging <laughs> of each other <laughs> And then to have the ultimate punchline, having there's a man who knows how to marry his cousin is so good. It's really good. It's very, very good. Uh, perfect. Well, uh, thank you for, for joining me for this uh, 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 lovely little chat session. Uh, now's the time where you can tell people uh, where they can hear you, where they can find you, and uh, I don't know, anything else you might be up to. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. It's the only social media I use. So once again, MattyFresh24. Have some great tweets on there. I, I have references. You'll enjoy yourself if you're following me on Twitter. And then uh, besides the tweeting, I am also uh, hosting a podcast of my own called The Lonely Boys. And it is a Gossip Girl podcast. I have seen Gossip Girl about four or five times at this point. So I am the expert of the podcast where my co-host has not seen it at all so i am guiding him through the experience he we're getting his first reactions uh after every episode and uh it's a lot of fun so i'm assuming the uh the overlap of community fans and gossip girl fans i think the venn diagram is probably a circle there so if you're enjoying this you'll definitely <laughs> enjoy the lonely boys uh, listen to some uh, gossip girl chat it's a hundred percent uh saturation rate but you know these shows they were contemporaries of each other at least uh, yeah. uh for a time 
Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they ran a similar number of seasons. Uh, I, <laughs> um, uh, they were, of course, equally big hits in the ratings. <laughs> equally, yes. <laughs> equally big. And Listen, uh, they both uh, ran for six seasons. So what what other similarities do you need? That's sort of the thing. I think, you know, if you like good TV, there's a pretty good chance you'll like Gossip Girl. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, you're, if you've listened to every episode of this show, I think there's a pretty okay chance you might like Gossip Girl. I do. <laughs> I sure do. And what other endorsement do you need? Exactly. Uh, well, uh, thank you again for joining. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was, you can tell my excitement was, was just radiating off of me to, to oh. unload all of my community thoughts onto you. I uh, completely understand. I've been waiting years for it. And so what I did was I started the podcast because I just had to I had to get it out. You know, that was me with Gossip Girl. Always been my ever since the first time I watched it. Always been a dream. I was like, I want to talk about this show on a podcast. And now finally getting I'm a going to do it. <laughs> and now I did. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.